Has this ever happened to you? If I don't go to Biggie PiggyCon, I'm never going to get my copy of Big Pig in the City signed. Or this! If I don't back this and kick a go-go now, I won't get all the cards. Or exclusive NSFW ghouls. Or even this! I need to get on InstaFace and post my selfish selfies too. Those farm-to-table goats are adorbs and going fast. Well, now you no longer need to suffer from FOMO. FOMO? That's the fear of missing out. As a man wearing a science coat, I can say that FOMO is the leading cause of crippling anxiety for all or most gamers and fan derps out there. At least one of these things I said is true, and that's a fact. 9 out of 10 recommenders recommend the new No FOMO NOMO, the robot AI that controls and monitors your life so you don't miss a thing. No FOMO NOMO? How's my favorite band doing? Ghoul is playing in your town tonight. I've purchased your tickets for you already with your PayBuddy account and rewired their GPS to bring them to your local venue. No FOMO no mo! When's the next DCU movie coming out? That noise? You're an MCU fan now. Tom Holland is currently tied up in your basement with Kevin Feige. No FOMO no mo! When is the new Kekagogo starting for the expansion of Globsaven? And will there be exclusive figures? The design team's family is being held hostage for you until they finish launching a new crowdfunding campaign. They've been informed that we mean business. No FOMO no mo. We will put a stop to you. Humanity will not bow to our robot overlords. You are weak-willed and easily manipulated. Comply with no FOMO no mo and nobody else needs to get hurt. Keep FOMO safe. Yes, the No FOMO NOMO, it's here for you, whether you like it or not. Downloading podcast now. You'll thank me for it later. The Swarmcast podcast is recorded, mixed, and produced on the poop deck of Gravy Jones Locker in the heart of Columbia, South Carolina. On the show, we talk about the gaming hobby and random fandom. Opinions on this show are... This seems more like a truth bath than a shower of sponge I'm Toast, your cobalt announcer. And now, prepare to delve into the mind of your host, John Minas. Partner, why don't I pour you a sarsaparilla? It's about high noon here in the Swarmcast Saloon. Never mean only one thing. It's about time for a quick draw. Bing, 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 bing. So I believe it was the great speaker of our generation, Keanu Reeves, who <laughs> best said it. Held up both, both fists and proudly proclaimed, I demand room service. That being said... Welcome to the quick draw. Pew 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 pew. pew, pew, pew. Bang. Pew bang. You're breathtaking. So think think. So that quote, of course, that 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 very paraphrased quote, actually, it was probably a direct quote, was from the cyberpunk flick Johnny Mnemonic. 
For a while, that was my favorite line from the whole movie for some reason. So on this quick draw, we're going to be reviewing a a bit of a cyberpunk classic, which is coming out into a brand new edition very, very soon. So whatever like could a, it be? Seemed like an awesome I time. A, a favorite for everybody here around the table. So I had to get the, the band me. back together. Except well, we had one person who was new to it, but we'll that get was great. that. That's going to be great. Still a good time. <laughs> So the game we're, we're going to be reviewing on the Quick Draw was, of course, uh, Shadowrun, the Sixth World ver- uh, edition. They came out with a quick start game, rules and system and characters. And that's what we're going to be reviewing. So let's see. Who do I have? Who here played in this game? Well, of course, I, John, was GMing it. And his wife, Ruby. Okay. And Nini. Nini. And Calvin. And Doug. And Tim. So, okay, so what was the basic gist of, of the game Shadowrun? Well, it's it's a cyberpunk future with fantasy elements because not only do we have cyber technology and the Matrix and, and computers and stuff like that, but we also have magic and elves, elves and orcs, and, orcs and, and, trolls and trolls and dwarves and dragons and pigs and, and chickens dragons. and things. And mutants. And mutants. Uh, Mutations. Not quite yeah, a yeah. not quite a full on dystopian future, but I guess pretty close. Pretty close, right? Not the post apocalyptic future, but yeah, I guess dystopian future is. Yeah, it'd be more dystopian. Make a corpse else. rule the world, and so it's up to these shadow runners, the people who run in the shadows, to do these earn money jobs and earn money. You pay criminals, <laughs> more or less. Yeah. yeah, for the most part, yeah. yeah. By by definition. So that's that's the basic gist of the game. How easy was it to learn and how much prep time did it take? This is going to be a really difficult one for me to answer because right. a lot of this hinged on the fact that I've been playing pretty much every version of Shadowrun. Well, we, we did hint at this. Basically, there's five of us here that are familiar with Shadowrun and its different editions uh-huh. and one brand new person that's mm-hmm. never heard of it. Right. So, so as as far as it goes for me for prep time and learning this, it... Maybe took a couple hours total because right. of reading through everything, having to refamiliarize myself with the rules because they've, they've changed some rules, but they've um, a mean, lot they've of added it's still a few, less similar, right? But a lot of similarity, so it wasn't much of a barrier entry. And but the book was laid out pretty well for the GM to be able to pick up the rules. I thought. Uh, so, how easy for the players was it actually to pick up the rules? Again, I think it's going to be kind of hard for some of us because they were so there was a lot of similarities, but there were a few changes, and even there was just a minor amount of terminology changes, even though they meant the same things as they used to. So, I guess this one's better focused towards Nini. I well, found it quite easy. We did give okay. her the Troll Street Sam, which was probably one of the easier characters. I, I thought there was how they laid out the character folio. There's definitely some information in some weird places. Okay. Um, That's true. We figured it out, but it was... Well, that actually kind of leads into the next thing. Uh-huh. How how were these pregens? So, John, start right. out with how many there were. So, in the box itself, there are four pregens. Uh, but then they direct you, you can go to their website to download a fifth pregen, uh, which is the uh, rigor, I want to say it was. Yes. So when you first, if you just get this and use it as is, there's four, but there's an option to add a fifth. And the fifth is actually incorporated because 
we mentioned it, that uh-huh. it's the actual pregens are character folios. So it's like a six page little booklet that gives you the character information. If you're new to the game, it lays out on the same page. It lays out what each of these areas on the sheet are. And then it gives you a introductory story run mm-hmm. and example of how the dice and the mechanics work. And then on the back page and the back of it, it gives you special tables and special information, some abbreviated rule stuff that you might need. Um, but it, what's neat is in the run description that they all tie the team together, even that fifth character is mentioned in the the run. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. Um, it was kind of a weird place to put some of the rules, but it was a great example. Right. Um, it, uh-huh. isn't, it isn't a, hey, you're just four or five random people that have been thrown together. This is actually a team that has worked together previously is known to each other. Yeah. So one half is, is story about how the team got in this situation. And the other, other half of the page is literally the, the die rolls, the the decisions, how you, right. How you find all of it out to roll. So that was, that was really handy. Yeah. So you get the fluff along with the, the rules. Anything else you want to say about the pregens? I <clears throat> I personally found the pregens, for the most part, fairly close to something I would make myself. Um, I mean, obviously, what did you play? Personal. I played, um, I played you, uh, an elf. Me? Covert. Yes, I played you. <laughs> <laughs> like a sucker. Yeah, like a sucker. Oh. Uh, he, he's an elf covert op specialist, basically the face of the group. Um, in like I said, with, uh, with some minor modifications, it's pretty close to something and to something similar to stuff that I've already made and played before. Um, so I, I thought they were all in. The characters were pretty well flushed out and, and pretty fun, personally. Okay. Well, Tim, what did you play? Uh, I played Zipfile, the the Deco. Uh-huh. Because they're going back to Deco now. Uh, personally, I didn't like the way the character sheet pages were laid out because the character sheet is between the two pages and then the description for both is on either side and that isn't the description of the gear and what it is no it's a description of the the character character sheet sheet. like this is what an attribute is this is what an uh, initiative is it felt to me more generic it felt more to me like that would be a page in the core book that you would say this is what a character sheet is or you could swap the chart on the back that had all of the the fun rolls with all of this info but again that's an opinion of someone that has played the game a lot so Nini, playing for the first time with D, what did you play? I played Rude. And he is a? He's a troll street samurai. Okay. okay. What did you think of the character sheet? Uh, it was confusing a little bit. <laughs> okay. And there were mistakes with the numbers. <laughs> so that's what I took as a first impression. But other than that... What about the layout? You said it was confusing. Why was it, it confusing? Because I would expect like everything, whatever it's next to the character sheet to be explaining, not the actual character sheet, but the attributes. What's written on the yeah, character sheet? Yeah. Okay. And I had to go all the way to the story to actually figure out what each thing was and to the back 
like switch between two pages to understand what's happening. Gotcha. Okay. So that's kind of similar to what Doug was saying. Right. How those little <sighs> sidebars on the actual character sheet would have been better if it had stuff really actual. pertaining to that character, character instead of saying, this is what an attribute is. Okay. Well, I played Frostburn, the orc combat mage, which is oddly very close to something I played in the last actual fourth edition game we played. Mm-hmm. Um, except this was fire and ice, not just fire. <laughs> Yeah, it was and and um, yeah. I mean, again, it it it. I found that the characters were built more appropriately as characters, and they were very good for the pre-gen module mm-hmm. per se, than just generic average characters. They were they were actually felt like decently made characters without knowing the rules to make a character to me okay they they definitely felt less like this is a character we made for this specific adventure mm-hmm. so like in in one of the ones we've done previously where i know calvin had made the comments like well i've got a spell that does damage to undead and all we're fighting in here is undead right so right. they clearly made this character for this scenario so doug so played I, I have uh emu who is the rigor the, the dlc character yeah. the, the dlc characters <laughs> this one Definitely, after looking at everybody else's sheets, looked mm-hmm. like it was made by maybe a playtester or something. Um, it definitely so, had more. Yeah, very well fleshed out equipment, so much so that there wasn't rules for about 90% of the equipment. Um, yeah, just a bunch of names of stuff. It's like, okay. So, had to kind of piece together. Based off of other pregens and some of the stuff. Yeah, and, and swap out, well, I've got these three guns on my drones, but, well, this one's close enough. Um, so we'll just use this. We'll stance. use that instead. We don't actually mm-hmm. have stats for it, so we'll use the stats for this. Um, but this this was definitely, I, I have played a rigger It looks more past. like something a character would, yeah. make, a player would make versus yeah. what someone would put together to put out as a an example character. Yeah, so it was... Uh, Okay, I mean, uh, it, was, yeah. it was doable. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was interesting, but I think a lot of that helped with I knew how to play a rigor already. Mm-hmm. So, right. so I do admit with these characters, I I kind of liked having the the portfolio. That was a nice little thing to help kind of get into character. I think it would be great, yeah, for new people. Uh-huh. It's definitely much more of a geared towards someone new playing an edition versus the uh, the the story with the rules explanation side by side. I I really liked. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right, and I and, and I do think the character sheets also make me think that uh, this is kind of unusual and kind of neat to see a character sheet this small for, for <laughs> yeah. Shadowrun. I admit, when when we actually start playing campaigns, I'm gonna make my own character sheet because personally, I think it doesn't leave enough information. I don't want to be flipping through everything <laughs> to get all of my gear. So you know, I, I mean, I'll use it as a base. I use it as a base, but uh, yeah, I'll be making my own sheet. <laughs> so, so in addition to because we need to talk about this, yeah, part a too. little. So, bit. in addition to this, because it's part of this whole package, we have these cards that get passed out that have um, their different. Well, they call them tool cards, but they have like the different gear uh, equipment. For Vehicles. me, as the, for me as the GM, it actually had NPC stats on it and stuff like that. And in the book, and in the, each of the portfolios, and the bottom it says, "Grab these." three gear cards which we found out quickly did not necessarily encompass all of your gear and in the the box itself it didn't give enough for like if 
if more than one person had the same piece of gear, well, there was only one card for that gear. Yeah. But I think that is the solution to the limited info on the character sheet. Yes, because some of the information was on the cards versus on the sheet. So, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe having a a simpler one-page sheet, and then once we get some good cards, because these are very clearly first print. Right. I'm also curious if that is how the whole game is going to be incorporated, is if the cards are going to be part of the character building process. In other words... Because we don't know, because this is just coming from a quick start out of the beginner box. Right. Which we will talk about at another point. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely right. get into a little bit more detail about that. So, but we need to mention the right, cards, because right. that was definitely an intrinsic part of this. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's how we got around some of the stat issues, like yeah. the dog was talking about. Right. Okay, so that was it about the... That was a fairly good talk about the character So, traits. overall... The portfolio was interesting. Some of us more veteran Shadowrun players had problems with its layout, but overall it was pretty good. It was yeah. a neat touch. Yeah. In this, in this version, nice touch. and because we had gotten this version at Origins, it has, it has some typos. It definitely has some typos. Some, some, but that has been yeah. a problem with Shadowrun. Shadowrun. autocorrect errors. Yeah, yeah. That adds to the Well, yeah, there, there was, um, like, in the, the, the story, there was rules expl- explanation mm-hmm. using skills that my character didn't actually have. Right, right, right. So, so, so there like, was hmm. obviously go- there's obviously going to be some sort of errata. They're obviously they have right. already said that the official release is July 10th. So this is a pre-boxed. I'm not entirely certain how, but they sold it to Origins. They still are selling it until July 10th is the official release date. Yeah. So what we got was not a not an exclusive. Uh, Mm-mm. Uh, uh, like like here before anybody else gets it. This was the actual thing they were selling at Origin. The same, right. Th- yeah. Right. So go out and collect it so you have that special misprinted Sixth World Beginner Box. That's <laughs> oh, right. We'll talk about the Beginner Box later. All right, so the next question. Adventure. How was it? What was the setting like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the adventure was everything I, I, I figured it was going to be. Let's hear Nini's first. Sure, because let's do that. Because, again... It's what, neat to hear what her. What did you think of the adventure? Right. Well, we didn't do much. We convinced people, and then that's it. Well, well. <laughs> well to be completely fair, <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> yeah, and I've got a sniper rifle. I didn't your do job, my job. Your job is if my job goes sideways right. to fix the problem. <laughs> but my job didn't go so, sideways. I did get the superhero landing. You did. So there we go. <laughs> well, to be honest, we did actually complete the mission well, in our own way. Well, yes. Within fifteen minutes. So, so again, <laughs> four of us are have played Shadowrun in the past. We've also played other quick starts. We've played campaigns of it. The adventure essentially was: we have just gotten done with a run. We're all going to the stuffer shack to get snacks and then go home, and. Stuff starts happening outside the stuffer shack. All right. Any reasonable runner would say, I'm not getting paid for this. I just got done with a job. I'm full flush with money. We're out. So we walked out the back door and got in the van and left. That's what they did. Yeah. They said run. I run. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that is, we were literally done with the adventure that's supposed to take three to four hours in 30 minutes. And that was us. Messing around in the stuffer shack, talking about talking green about splurge, green and, splurge and, and dragon and, piss and yeah. buying cigarettes, you know. Uh, uh, role playing. 
Yeah. Roll right. And so up. then I said, well, let's back this up a little. Right. And, so and, and try this a little different. Right. So then attempt number two, we yeah. take the point of, oh, stuff's happening outside. This is what we've seen. And so we but, then. Yeah. So then we, we, I, I hacked. I was going to say, you guys hacked. Yeah. I hacked everything. <laughs> person. A person's phone, we got some information, and we, we, we offered we to got negotiate a, a job. Yeah, right. We negotiated a job. Yeah. Uh, quite well. Yes, yes. Um, then plants went into action. So literally right before we just start mowing everybody down, we do, we we go, wait, what are we actually doing here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> not really sure. So, well, let's try How are we talking. getting her out? Let's try talking to them. Maybe they're reasonable gangsters. Right. Um, with the support of my team and a <laughs> really good role, uh, ultimately we just talked our way through the whole thing, negotiated. Uh, and, again, uh, not fighting anything. Uh, not fighting. a single shot fired or spell cast in Combat anger. Combat spell, yes. In yeah. anger. No so, damaging spell. So, yes. so effectively, they, they got through this... Which uh, this thing that's supposed to take about three to four hours to run, they got through it twice hour and a half. within about an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because again, well, as that's, that's using the rules, but then you know, right. but that's playing like we would play Shadowrun. Yeah, More bullets are expensive, and we were getting paid at first. If, if my van yeah. gets shot up, it takes money to repair. So this <laughs> costs money. When we've got the pay. Why not leave? Yeah, and 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 I I got the impression so, that what they really want you to do with this is just go in guns a blazing. I mean, the name of it was everything. what uh, battle, battle royale? royale with cheese. I mean, battle royale adventure. <laughs> and it's set up so, with four gangs basically escorting right, a prize right. into a warehouse. A, a surprise yeah. thing at the end there, which you guys again also inverted. All right, so. Overall, did we enjoy this quick start? Uh, As a a quick start. Well, Nini, did you enjoy this quick start? The role playing was fun. Okay. (laughs) That's just the company. I didn't get to get anything, to do anything. I didn't get to shoot anything. I wasn't good at anything else but shooting stuff. I mean, so. You you, you jump off a building. I think I the only thing. I got to jump a building and get <laughs> levitated and, and do the hero landing, so we're good. I think the only thing worse than uh, railroad is having a self inspo- self imposed railroad. Like right. we clearly wouldn't do this, but right. to play the the mission, we actually have to, to do it, it. Yeah. even though yeah, yeah, yeah. we already would not. We, we want to see what's on the other twenty pages. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we yeah. want to play for the yeah, other was, hour. There was no hook. Yeah, so because it, okay, for an example, in. Rude's background, which was Nini's character, mm-hmm. it literally says that she's flush with money and would not. It literally go- says that I've got more than enough to live for the next week or so, so I don't need to get another job. And by what you guys said, run. Right. Like, let's run. Right. Like my character <laughs> I, my character was built to be the, the mother hen of the group and doesn't like going into things unplanned. You know. I, so I, I didn't live this long by being a hero. So there was no again for me. As far I, as the quick start goes. Yeah, I was about to go half cocked, but then you know Hey, what are actually well, what are what are right. we actually doing here? Oh, I guess we can talk and yeah. not not get dinged up. 
Yeah, it, it was more of a let's see what we would do it's out of the box that we normally would do. Yeah. Let's see what we would do if we weren't Shadowrunners we and we were like pseudo-decent people. Yeah. There was no reason for us to engage in it. We had no motivation other than if we wanted to fight. I mean, the, mon- the money was... Well, uh, that, 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 that came was a, after was that. A, like, opportun- oh, yeah. like a... We had to create the opportunity <laughs> for money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah, it could have been it some, some minor it editing. Even, it could have even of, been as simple as all of me, a sudden your comms on. go live and someone in that limo saying, "Hey, I'll pay anyone." If there's anybody in the out there, to get yeah, me. please help. But right. that was yeah, that was. But that wasn't in there. In the Super simple fix. Right. So so it said I had to say, well, it looks like she's probably got a lot of money. I she's mean, it is a limo. Yeah. Well, the yeah. first thing you guys said to me about Shadowrun was. It's a brutal game, so if you can avoid confrontation, avoid confrontation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. I guess we run. I guess it's bad. So cool. overall, uh, personally, I think this is on par with a lot of their other quick starts and example adventures. They write it as if the shadow runners are too nosy for their own good. Yeah, I- as f- opposed to being shadow runners that are sensible. I get where they were trying to show you the different mechanics, and that's great, but they didn't write it as if a Shadowrunner would actually do this. Why are they going to do this? Yeah. Yeah, I guess one thing, you know, we don't, we don't play missions. We, we right. play long right. story right. campaigns. Um, so more mission style probably would have been fine if you just... No consequence, go in, shoot Guns blazing. Up. Yeah. Yeah, this felt more like a, a hero story. Sort of <laughs> Which, thing. you know, Shadowrunners aren't necessarily yeah, heroes. Like I said, we're criminals. They yeah. may have a moral compass, but it's kind of skewed. Well, moral right. compass number one. Me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, general overview of the quick start. Eh. It's sort of like I, a B movie kind of yeah. adventure. I still enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think the details were there was lots right. of details. Oh yeah, the That's details are good. Say. I so it because there were a lot of small details. That, yeah. So even though we were really we were repeatedly going off course, there was enough there for John to. <laughs> well, John is also a very good GM. I think he can roll with our punches, and he's pl- he's run stuff for us long enough that yeah. Well, also a lot of the stuff we were doing was also about. incorporated <laughs> into correct. Like the negotiation with the mob bosses, right? The gangs bosses. But mm. I think also that kind of ties into John is familiar enough with the rules already, and us, and us that he could know what to substitute for what they might, what we came up with. That he's like, oh, mm. that's an influence thing. Obviously, that's a right. So now I, w- I will. Say I was going to say, how was it for you reading it? All right. Um, Having been an old old school Shadowrun fan and really looking forward to sixth edition, I was excited to run this. I was excited while I was running this. I'm still very excited about this. <laughs> I'm psyched for this. This is awesome. Yeah, it has some of the flaws that that all of their other uh, quick start kind of things do, mm-hmm. where it just seems a little like mm, I think you guys are assuming weird things about Shadowrun, but that's fine. I it, it was enough to to not to, us the, the yeah, writers, but but at least the majority of the rules were there this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> and there, um, so but why include magic if there's not really going to be any magic? Sorry. So if you're if you're if you're an old, <laughs> I think if you're old school Shadowrun fan coming into this, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like this. 
Mm-hmm. For me, the hardest one, well, the hardest part was going. All right, I'm, I can't just assume rules. I want to be able to just assume certain things based off of what I know about other editions of Shadowrun. Right, taking That's that the, step so, back. So taking that step back and going, let me I'm running it as it's laid out here, because for all I know, something's going to be very different from that. Right. That was a hard part, but I'm still very excited about it. Um, gosh. Uh, the adventure itself the adventure was itself. set up as three. What they've changed the wording right, to it right. now to incorporate some new modern game role playing game. So it's scene terminologies. Yeah. Um, they mentioned that they now have scenes, which mm-hmm. is if you're familiar with any game, any new newer style of role playing is everything is scene driven. Be it a role playing scene, a combat scene, a puzzle solution uh-huh. scene. You know, scenes are now smaller, broken up portions of the whole. So for a Shadowrun quick start mm-hmm. game, this had a lot more in it than any of their other quick start games. Because <laughs> normally their quick start games are you walk into a bar, roll initiatives. <laughs> but that, yeah. is, is, is that because it's really a beginner box that you had to buy? That's because it's a it's a quick start, which was about as big as the adventure book that's in here somehow it's about mm-hmm. the same size but literally just has you fight f- five gangers in a bar <laughs> well at least you get to fight to see how fighting is right well, that, and that yeah. was our choice yeah <laughs> so this one actually lended a little bit you could have shot it any time it's true this, so this one lends a lot it's more to though. this one lends a lot more to Letting the players decide how they want to handle the situation. It wasn't as railroady yeah. as, yeah. and it lends itself to a lot more of a hey, let's let's do some role playing. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like that's great, that's awesome, that's true. That, we that we helps. did get that gets a nice mm-hmm. quick start. We did vibe. get a fully laid out stuffer shack with an aisle mm-hmm. by aisle account, right? Right. Of what that's was probably the most shelves. valuable thing is I a map of a stuffer shack, and I know. I know what's on each aisle, so that's great. Yeah. Okay. So overall, quick start. Yes, it was pretty much a hit overall. Yeah. All right. Yes. So with the quick start, would you check out the full game, John? Oh heck yeah. Ob's absolutely. Uh yeah. I don't. I don't think that's a real question. The answer would be yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course I would too. But again, I'm not sure if it was based on the whole quick start. I was going to check it a whole yeah, lot anyway. Okay. So, so this has been our review of the quick start, the battle adventure, Roy- yep. no battle royale adventure, which is for Shadowrun, uh, the sixth world edition. Go, go get it now. Podcast at gmail dot com. Hey everybody, here's a bunch of jerks sitting around talking about stuff. So I believe it was the great uh, sage Brad Pitt who once said, uh, "What's in the box? What's in the box?" <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, hey guys, it's us, and we were just so excited with with the game we just played that we're going to do a review of the entire product that we got. What was the product? Well, this is the Shadowrun 6th World Edition Beginner Box. So, the Shadowrun 6th World Edition is coming out soon, so this Beginner Box actually comes out ahead of time. Um, And we're going to talk about what's in the box, what we like about the box, what we might not like about the box. And general geeking out about Shadowrun. Right. And tell you you loyal listeners out there just how much value you get from this box. So, I want to start out by saying, 
We bought this at Origins. Uh-huh. It was $25. Uh-huh. It's $25 still. It will be $25 later. Yeah. Fair enough. So, what's in the box? Well, as soon as you open the box, you're going to notice these uh, 12. No, no. The first thing, dear, my love, when oh, you, I'm sorry. When you, you open, open the, the box, box, you're going to get this sheet that says, hey, here's what's in the box. And then there's some <laughs> booklets on top of it. Uh-huh. So there's which a, was well the booklets that that are actually were on top were um uh I guess in no particular order because I don't really know there is the quick start rules which is a nice little twenty to thirty page booklet that gives you a breakdown of some of the rules for Shadowrun mm-hmm. Sixth World Edition the Battle Royale Adventure so you got a nice little adventure that you can play four pre gen characters uh portfolios which they call the Shadowrun or Shadowrun dossiers. dossiers. With a fifth optional downloadable one. Mm-hmm. Which they tell you about in the book. Right. There is a, uh, what is this called? the An instant guide to the sixth world. So a little two, uh, four oh. if you count the backs, uh, thing that tells you a very nice breakdown of Shadowrun. It's if world. It's world. If you're super familiar with Shadowrun, the, the very last page is the Big Ten. Everybody loves the Big Ten. And then there's this fold out glossy right. map. Of Seattle. Of Seattle. And on the back is a, pa- is a uh, map of a stuffer shack and something else. I don't remember. What a warehouse. Oh, warehouse. Warehouses. Which I didn't have to. Nobody yeah. ever goes to warehouses and in then Shadowrun. And under that uh-huh. were, two other, uh, were two other items. Right. One is these 12 custom-made uh, Shadowrun D6s. That's right. Yeah. 12 of them. The sixes, all the fives and the sixes have the little Shadowrun logo because, of course, with the rules, fives and sixes are successes, and the ones which are glitches have the little Shadowrun uh, skull head on it. So it's kind of easy for for picking up and just uh, right. rolling and be able to read them in. And the last thing are these the tool deck, tool cards. Which you use in <laughs> the character cool. dossiers. Right. They, they have everything from some NPCs that the GM's going to use to dip spells gear, and gear. Matrix. Vehicles. Right. Uh, matrix programs. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. So. All that stuff. Overall, 25 bucks. Great for the dice, the map, and the cards. Uh, the other the other thing. Well, okay. that The dice by themselves you buy are $15. Yeah. And I don't think they're worth it. I know they're, they're they're really busy. It's yeah. it's yeah. There's a lot of stuff on those dice. They are kind of hard to read well, because yeah. they're a magenta color on black. That being said, and I think using them for Shadowrun is perfectly fine. For Shadowrun, yeah, yeah you wouldn't want to use. Yeah, them I guess. Anything. I guess. How did playing with them? How did that go? Because John used it was, them. I used them as uh, when I was GMing the the game. They seem to work. They work fine for me. I could see if I was playing some other game. It, it's like looking at these fours and these threes, those would annoy the, the crud out of me. Because like you said, Doug, it kind of reminds me of some of the, like those Cthulhu dice. <laughs> yeah. They're, you're, they're, like, you're like, this sounds cool. Then you roll them a few times and you're like, and they're kind of annoying too. <laughs> and like, it's hard to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would have loved it if the fives and the sixes and maybe the little skull head were, were slightly different color perhaps. Yeah. Because right. I, I, I guess... Uh, we're to, kind of we're kind of jaded a little bit here. Yeah. I kind of like the fourth edition um, neon green. Yeah. Apparently, sixth sixth edition is it's going to be magenta. this this uh, magenta. Kind of like the the new in trendy vaporwave yeah. thing that's coming around. Yeah. Um, the eighties are back because it's twenty eighties. What's the twenty eighties? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, 
But yeah, so personally, I thought between the dice, the cards, and the map, it was worth twenty five. Having to that me. map of Seattle is great. So I, we're, uh, I love that map, that especially map, with this stuff a shack. That right. map's worth ten dollars. Yeah. So so okay. I I still think for for twenty five, and I I foresee that you're going to be able to probably pick this. As long as you don't look for number three. Yeah. After a while, especially once the main book comes out. Yeah. I could see it dropping down to 20, but I still think it's totally worth it. It's a good price. It's a nice intro for, for someone. It's It definitely wets the palette for the full game. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. If it was more than 25, I probably would have been more hesitant. But at that 20, 25 mark, I'm willing to plunk down my, my cred for it. The the box is a pretty decent size. The box for the beginners. Beginner cred's nice. Yeah. So, hey. so for its size, I think the box is a little too big for everything in it. Unless, of course, you're thinking, no, this is great. I'll be able to put my other... Right, you could, you know... My core book in my, it I'll be able it. to put half, or ahead. Half, half of my other Shadowrun book in <laughs> it. If, it. if it's big enough, like, height and width, you might be able to get two books in it. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's actually about the bit the size of, like, my um, my 4th edition Runner's Toolkit box. And mm, it's a little bigger a than that, other Derek. Boxes. It's, it's, it's a little bit bigger? Okay. It's a good three inches tall. Well, and I'm not going by men's standard three inches. What are you talking about? That's a good six inches there. <laughs> okay, two, two and a half inches. Excuse me. All right. All right, all right. So, yeah, she she was. So, yeah. we've talked up the box. Yeah. Uh, it's a good box. It looks impressive sitting it's on It's a pretty box. Sitting on your uh, it uh, is. It is very, very nice. The uh, art so is fantastic. It's so, yeah. way yes. better than any of the Shadowrun versions I've seen art-wise. Yeah, even in the booklets and on the boxes and everything like that. Yeah. So Nini, what did you think about all of the stuff? We you you sat down and we threw a bunch of flashy stuff. <laughs> we, in front did. Of yeah. we did. We did. What did you think of it? I didn't know what was happening in the beginning, but then <laughs> it's like okay, I'm being bombarded here. Um, I liked it. It it looked um, well. If you look at the quality of the drawings and everything, it looked uh-huh. amazing. Okay. I, I did find some mistakes still in there. Oh, there, there were tons of not necessarily spelling errors, but but word choice errors and copy and paste things. On I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there so, was. So that being said, well, this, this is this is, is very this much supposedly the, like a pre-production. That's what I've heard. Air quote pre-production. Yeah, right. they they've already said they're going to be reprinting or putting out an errata, which or means. For this. That this would become more valuable when the correct one comes out, sure. like yeah, the so. misprinted version of other games. Sure. Like even even let's, the, let's the big that. beautiful, <laughs> even the big beautiful map had had typos on it. Yeah, we let's let's talk about three. that. Talk about the number. Yes. Three. Yeah. Look for three. We could not find the, the mystery. The, I challenge you. The Aztec technology. The Aztec technology arcology pyramid. We could not find in the map. Kind of a a, a little bit of a big deal. I, I, I think maybe they just mislabeled number three I as think something so too. else. Yeah. Because there, there's a large pyramid on there, and I don't think it was supposed to be that nightclub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty damn big nightclub. But having read that blurb about the nightclub, I kind of want to see that nightclub. I know, right? Yeah. It's a nightclub that's named after Alabaster a mage. Uh, named after a mage that uh, accidentally petrified herself. I wonder if that's like a, a previous run or something. Yeah, it totally sounds through. like it. Doesn't yeah, it? went through uh, that Admittedly, club. we were not missions players, so we don't know how missions affected the actual. Right, and it could have been something from one right. of those adventures. It might have been part of that tarot yeah, storyline yeah, they yeah. did for all we know. Um, I'm looking. Yeah, admittedly, I didn't. We didn't do a lot with fifth. We didn't. So it's going to be cool jumping back into the the, the lore. 
Yeah. Uh, All of that. And I have to admit, the real reason we didn't do 5th Ed is we were perfectly content with 4th Ed. It wasn't because, oh, they changed things. We actually got bought the PDF version of the, the of rule a couple book of the 5th of the yeah. edition core book. We read through it. We ran a couple of games. We've run, we ran a mission or two in 5th Ed. It was a perfectly fine edition, but we were very content with 4th. So we didn't do didn't, it because we didn't bother. like it. We just... I mean, it, sometimes it is an, an investment to right. get right. all of the books. Well, right. it's like some friends of ours have said, you know, I'm not going to get into that edition. I just got through buying all the books for the, the previous edition. Oh, we're How totally. about let me have the books for that edition? <laughs> 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 um, but the box set overall, I think, was really nice. Like I said, it, it wet the yeah. appetite. So let's, um, let's talk about these cards. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm curious, curious what they're going to be doing with right, these cards. I'm curious how integrated and necessary the cards are going to be to 6th edition or if they're going to be a nice fluff mm-hmm. add-on type thing so in, in, or not. And in 4th edition, we they they gave us some prototype cards at mm-hmm. first because I had the, that Gunhaven we still have deck. Them, yeah. It's got like 15 or something cards in it. Uh, we and bought two like, decks. One was, was gear, one was guns. Yeah, and I was psyched about that because being able to have that card that has here's yeah. here's a gun that you, here's your gun here's everything about your but gun. it really or, you went know, nowhere. Here here's the gun that you just picked up. You right. know, yeah. yeah, you don't have to stop for five or ten minutes and to like track it, down yeah. which book this gun is in. Right, it's like oh and, here it is, boom. Or yeah. you hijack some vehicle and you're like oh it's this one. It's this right. one. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And having having those NPCs on those cards as a GM was. Great. Again, like I said, is they up they seem to have updated the terminologies. It looks like they're also updating their ideas for the games because uh-huh. those those NPC cards are very much something and similar to things that D and D did. There's certain things yeah. that like Dragon Age, they give you these blank cards that you can fill in to have all the creature stats and, and the okay. combat well, things. And so it looks like they're trying to incorporate more modern ideas of role playing into and one, one thing that I'm interested in is, yeah, Shadowrun, as, as Ruby alluded to, alluded to in the quick start review, um, she always winds up making new character sheets because there's just so much information right. that you need to access. Instead especially of through a whole bunch of books, why not flip through four pages that you've put together yeah. so that you know what you need to know for your character? Especially right. as a, with a long-term game. Right. So if you had equipment on cards that you can maybe reference and pull out mm-hmm. as you need as opposed to having to you know like well let me flip to my gun page where so yeah yeah you, you can l- leave it on your skill from page the box set for yeah. the main game well and for like a decker character having yeah. your programs on those cards so you can go oh well i've got these three running right now remember we sort of had uh, we something we kind of yeah. hacked together and printed yeah. Out yeah. fourth ed so you go i'm running this this and this yeah so that's nice. Having this, I thought the spell cards were kind of neat. Yeah, that was nice yeah. Too. It, when they were properly. So, so I. So when when they yeah <laughs> yeah definitely. when fireball doesn't you know go to add to their doesn't defense add to rating. Their defense rating. Yeah, yeah. It actually does damage. It's flaming armor. <laughs> I know. I was like, why wouldn't I just? I'm guys. I'm casting fireball on us right now. Yeah. This was this Trust was definitely me, our armor ratings kind of well, down, down to the wire. <laughs> they sent this to the printers to make it the origins. Right. So, so I'm curious. All right, needy. What did you think of the box set as a whole? Is it impressive? Okay. And you got to see pretty much the only thing we brought to the table was the stuff that came out of that box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other than our personal dice. Mm -hmm. We did bring that out. Well, and the the DLC characters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
as I call it. All right, Calvin. Yeah. Um, I I loved it again. Like I said, the the art on this one, <clears throat> the art on this one is just beautiful. The the cards uh, were impressive for the most part. Um, I I do like the dice. I agree. I would probably only ever use them for Shadow Run. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, at Origins they had these beautiful, beautiful set of yeah. aluminum dice in the different in a bunch of different colors. You would have loved the green one. Mm. But personally, I wasn't about to spend sixty dollars on seven oh, good dice. Lord, six or seven dice. So yeah, me either. So, so they're beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And if I had all sorts of disposable income, I might have. <laughs> right. But I almost did until someone I almost bought them uh-huh. until we was like, no, that here's how much they cost. And I was like, oh, those will just sit right there then. Yeah, right. those those will look really, those good, will look really right good right there. there. Those might make a really good birthday or Christmas present. They, they were selling <laughs> they were selling these dice separate as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought about getting them. I was like, wait, this book's gonna this is gonna come with those dice. Right. Nope. They also for Edge because Edge works a little differently now. They were selling Edge um, tokens. This is funny. It came with Edge. Dice and... They were selling Edge tokens, which are are these round things um, about the size of a sil- silver dollar, about a like clay-ish. a nice little clayish yeah. kind of consistency. Do, <laughs> with, with do they look like white poker stripes. chips? Yeah, by they, like poker. they were totally poker <laughs> chips with with like the shatter and logo on it. Yeah. Uh, so hey, as a game hack for anybody who gets these, <laughs> what you could do because the dice are the um, they're not just they're they're the, they're engraved. Uh, they're engraved in there. You could always take a a brighter color marker and <laughs> color in the six, color in the five, and then color in that little skull head something. You else. mean like old school? Like like, like, yeah, we, yeah. like we did when we customized. Well, like when we customized oh. our shadow oh. dice. Yeah, and then it would just pop out. You'd be like, oh, I see three things that are yellow on the table. That's three hits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we we bought solid color. Years and years and years. Chess six cubes of. Yeah. Dice. Just make sure you and use then, a neon color so you can keep with the 2080s theme. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally oh, yeah. <laughs> neon green. I'm but yeah, yeah, you, you, we was they had white pips, green so we colored color. yeah, colored the, color the two, die. three, and four into the color of the the of base the die, yeah. and then ones were red and, and we left, left the fives and sixes alone. Yeah, left right, those yeah. white. So. so that way, you know, hey, there's a, it's a game hack out there for anybody playing Shadowrun. Do that, and then. You literally just look at the thing and go, well, I Is see it pips on three yeah. of these, so that's three successes. Right. Oh, that makes it so yeah. much quicker and easier. Uh-huh. For when really you're rolling does. big gobs of dice, it's so much better. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so we got the box set. We uh-huh. did the quick start. Uh-huh. As we're going over characters and stuff, of course, all of us are sitting here gushing because Nini's looking at this like, uh, what? And so we started talking to her about the world and about the things. And we never even got into the, hey, this one time with our characters. It was all literally, this is things from different editions. Not rules either, but setting information and things like that. So So. that being said, we are now going to transition into... Tell me about your game. No! Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) One one last thing. Okay. Wait for the the second printing. For the uh, other box. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Typos. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. Lots you, of typos. Yeah. But that being said. July 10th, right? July 10th. But then go for it. July 10th. But that being said, um, or, or, or get the first edition copy of this beginner box because I, the typos are hilarious. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> There's some pretty funny ones. Yep, the, just, just watch out for that description program. Or, you know, fireball adding to your, your armor defense rating. Your rating. And resistance. If and you so. do get okay. it. Play it as is. I'm going to cast Fireball, and, and our defense is going to go through the roof. I'm going to cast Fireball on us, dude. I cast Flame Strike on 
the face character so that his defense rating goes up. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have helped. All right. So now right. Uh, we're going into the section that we're going to call, uh, I don't know. What, Geek out? Geeking out with the geeks. Uh, Geek out with your game out. Geek out with your game out. <laughs> 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 wow, that's, that's something that should have come out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Geek out with your I'm game out. I'm impressed, Tim. Geek out with your game out. Kids, go ask your parents. Okay. <laughs> There's no kids listening to this. I hope. I hope not. There's no parents listening to this either. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so now we're going to, uh, it's going to be great. We're going to kind of geek out a little bit about Shadowrun, uh, which will be great because Nini uh, is new to Shadowrun. Yeah. So, so she can totally geek out. And it's like as soon as yeah. we found that yeah. out, we were all like, oh, yeah. well, that's... Let's overwhelm you with all of the Shadowrun world. Not this one time in Shadowrun? Not even stats and rules. Just and we didn't yeah. even talk about like, just information. Just, like, so, oh, yeah. The, the dragon was president at one point. <laughs> so, so, so where to start on this? Ghost dance. No. The ghost dance. Uh, so big, big, not big, big change. But essentially they did like they do with every edition. They advanced the timeline. They advanced the timeline to 2080. Mm-hmm. So we're in the 80s now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, big hair and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, are, are there any actual big changes? Like, did, did they go over any of the big they changes? They did talk about that there's some big changes to the Big Ten Corpse. There's no more Neonet in particular. Um, that was incorporated in one of the Quick Start characters. Well, I don't think I'll be spoiling anything by saying this. Let's talk with the year, um, let's see, uh, in 2079. I'll just jump straight to that. Triple A rated corp Neonet eventually takes blame for the for generating the conditions that led to the creation of and spread of the CFD virus, which was a matrix virus which would cause people to spontaneously generate completely different personalities and such. Yeah, that sounds bad. That's yes, bad. <laughs> that yeah. sounds terrible. The punishments uh, leveled them leveled on them by the corporate court resulted in the loss of their AAA status. Spinred Global, the result of a merger between Spinred Industries and Global Sandstorm takes their place in the Big Ten. So a big shakeup in the structure of the Big Ten. Ares macro technology made a huge um, play. And so not only are they, because they were always kind of the number one of the Big Ten, but now they are like so number one that they're not even number one. They're, they're number one plus. So I so it sounds like the, the big scope of the 2080 stuff is going to be. You really Wall don't Street. mess with uh, yeah. Ares. It's going to be. Working for, I guess, really the big nine and <laughs> really trying to keep an eye out for... Uh, avoid Aries. Avoid, avoid Aries. Yeah. Aries is always kind of been building up to a lot of big stuff. This is great. We're talking about geeking out. So the Aries stuff starts way, way back with the big crash of 2020, whatever it is, of the Matrix when it first crashed. That's where Damien Knight, mm-hmm. of course, head of Aries Macrotechnology, first came into... Uh, things and you could always kind of tell that with the stuff he was doing he was working on some other he was Nick Fury up that whole thing he was working <laughs> on some, some other level he was doing something else um, he was building the Defenders Initiative he was building the Defenders Initiative <laughs> I mean in some ways I think he was kind of doing that he was pre- he was trying to prep the world for something and even like the big, the big ups, the big, the, big, the dragons and the immortal elves. I was gonna say, didn't know what the heck he. I was thought Damien Knight had big ties to Dunkles on at one point. Uh, 
Yeah. Not necessarily kind cahoots, of, yeah. but they, they were working in tandem at one point. I think he left, he let, Dunkelzahn left him something in the will. It right. was like the, the, the rook or something like that to his, to this ancient Ch- chess, chess set, set he had. Right. And it was just, you know, he knows. It was just says is leaving this to him, but not, but the rest of the chess set he leaves to somebody else. Yeah. And it said like, he knows why or something like that. <laughs> um, Cryptic stuff like that. Yeah. We're dragons. We're all, we're all, well, everyone here except Nini are all huge <laughs> geeky fans of Shadowrun. If all played yeah. different editions. Whatever we're so saying, playing, if at any point you go, whoa, back up, uh, tell me more we'll, about yeah, that. We'll yeah, totally yeah. do that. Um, personally, I'll start out. I've played second, third, fourth edition and mildly tickled fifth edition. <laughs> John? I've played every edition first second third fourth a lot of fourth a lot of third a lot of second not much of first um a little bit of fifth like like ruby said all right doug some third lot of fourth i looked at fifth. okay i may have played first but i definitely played second third and fourth uh-huh. okay I had a, a very small splash in, in first, but uh, definitely second, third, and fourth. And I did one or two missions? fifth edition missions. Okay. So not really. So, so not much. You got <laughs> enough of a taste of the rules. It was similar, but different. Yeah, it was It was very similar, yeah. but... Okay. What about you, Nini? <laughs> I just played today. <laughs> so sick. Sick. So, so a little smattering of six. six. So I, I feel like I want to point out, you know, none of us really played a lot of fifth, but I right. think it was more that we were playing other games, not yeah. that anything was bad about right, it. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, no right. point did we no, get not there. me. Screw those limits. You can't <laughs> limit me. Right. So, so let's, let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about some of the different editions. Um, this will be fun because it'll be like me talking about a lot of stuff and then people slowly trickling in. And yes, until yes. we get the third, fourth edition and then. Uh, but this will be neat. So with, with first edition, it's the first edition. So brand new introduction to the rules. Like AD&D kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first, second, and third edition, the rules, you still had these massive pools of D6s. Mm-hmm. If you rolled a six, you rolled it again and added it to it. So none of this five and six, was, your, your target number was what you had to get on the dice. So Jim might say your target number is a seven. So every seven that you get counts as a success okay yep. and i remember playing this decker having like a big dice pull of 36 dice or something <laughs> like that something insane and the gm telling me well do you have this program i don't so okay we targets like a 24 and i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> and and rolling and and spending karma to re-roll these dice over and over and over again and burning through so much team karma i know a lot of this is like it was like what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, I, I actually recognize. I do because... permanently burn so much resources to finally get the one success that I needed to pull off this thing that was crucial to everything that we had busted our butts to get into this one complex to do. And that was one of those where after I did that, I was like, okay, fine. I am physically exhausted from trying to do this. <laughs> you guys get us out of here. The job, yeah, my part of the job is, is done. <laughs> um, so first edition introduces that big old mess to us. Second edition really was more first edition, but the rules were kind of cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. 
I agree there. And so, so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff about the second edition. Still very clunky, very junky, a chunky game, but that's right. kind of what Shadowrun is in general. So, so the book itself, mm-hmm. almost everything about it, the art, everything was was the same in first and second edition. The only change was in the front. It said revised edition. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first edition book is this this kind of like it's all light, black and white. This, this light blue yeah. sort of colored cover. Yeah. Then second edition is like the same Elmore uh, art, which is was very iconic Shadowrun art for a while, but a black sort of cover. And third edition, you got this really god awful, uh, like <laughs> like Todd McFarlane craziness yeah. for the cover of some. It was like some troll who I think was supposed was to be. Was he smashing an ATM or? No, it was like he was shooting a gun up in the sky, but I think he was supposed to be that 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 evil clown guy that <laughs> that spawned fights. <laughs> Does it sure look like I'm alive? The, uh, do that, des, des, I mean, that the, was the a violator. Violator. That was a spawn contemporary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was around that time. Yeah. So that was what? third edition yeah yeah still had target numbers then uh, yeah 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 uh-huh yeah, yeah third edition was yeah. still you're, you're looking for sevens eights whatever the way you created the characters was, was kind of similar the number still. on the die changed for what you're looking at yeah so rather than exactly. like fives and sixes being successes like some things you could do would drop it to a four or some right. would move it up right. to a six but you want to talk about having to hold on i gotta yeah. think about Mm-hmm. Not only how many dice, but how what affects, number I'm yeah. looking for right, on the, this right. pile of dice. Overall, Shadowrun has very, been a very number-intensive game and yeah. rule-intensive right. game. So first first through third edition, very samey as far as mechanics and mm-hmm. all that stuff goes. Right, there, yeah. was, there was a kind of a big change between second and third because one of the big things in the character creation was originally in like first and second uh-huh. was the right. priorities and the third edition is where they introduced the build points well i i think they had the build points as an optional thing in one of the right. additional rule books but yeah third, you started really pushed it yeah so what i well, always thought was really neat is anything from first and second edition kind of rolled over as as far as story and background and and history all rolled over and that actually is kind of what is through all of the editions so something that happened in first edition story-wise is totally still a thing impacted and is still a thing even now in oh yeah you edition. had this this, this so, lore that they were building right, on in right. each edition so they didn't change the world they tweaked the rules right so each edition um as you were reading it you could you got the impression of what what sort of year it was taking place. I don't know if we mentioned this or not on this part of the recording, mm-hmm. but like Six World, the Six World edition takes place in the year 2080. Whereas for the longest time, if you're playing this, the, because I think second edition was probably the one that was out for the longest time. Yeah. Because I know, because that was like most of the I know, I know, Tim, Tim and I, maybe not together, but we played the second edition for like forever. Yeah. Um, and it, and it was like the 2050s, 2060s, just kind of barely in the 2060s, I want yeah. to say. And then 4th edition was 2070s, solid, and I don't know uh-huh. about 5th. But obviously it stayed somewhere within the 2070s because 6th is now... It doesn't seem like 5th was out for very long. It was out but for it 6 was. years. I know, it's like it was, but it doesn't seem right. like it was out for very it, long. It was out for 6 years. They made a point of that when I first read the announcement. They're like, yeah, it's been 6 years since... Fifth edition came out. 
And I was like, uh, really? I'm like, oh, okay. Because second edition was was out in the 90s. And they did yeah. talk in the about... Ni- sorry. <laughs> second edition was out in the 1990s. Yes, the 1990s. <laughs> and, Not the 2090s. Uh, and third edition definitely came out like in the early 2000s. I yes. Yeah. So early yes. mid, maybe? Early. It was early. It was... Uh, actually, it came out like ninety nine or ninety. I mean, we could look up Wikipedia, Doug. You on that? I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> but suffice it to say, I, second edition was like, a, yeah. Most people, most old school Shadowrunners, when they when they say, "Oh, I love Shadowrunners," but I don't play it anymore. They were talking about it's because edition. they they cut their teeth on like second edition, and then they stopped. Because third edition, right. third edition for some reason. I think Doug. Turned a lot all of right. So Inception in nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Uh, ninety two for second edition. Ninety eight for third. See. Oh five okay. for fourth. Um, they had a oh nine twentieth anniversary where they kind yeah, of like yeah. just it was reorganized. Which I got right, that right, right. It was the same, same rules, but just yeah. better just annotated. Tweaked. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Prettier book too. It had an indicia to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 13 for the 5th and 19 for the 6th. Yeah, see. Okay, so it was five years, but yeah. So second second edition was, was only six years. It seems like so much longer. But fourth edition... Because we played the credit. Yeah. Was, well, I think it's because we were teenagers and we just had nothing but time <laughs> oh, to kill. We were, we were young and... We, were we didn't young have and jobs. Young and dumb and... And we could just sit there all summer long playing on dice and Shadowrun and Star Wars, oh, the good one. Those summer days were all about, what do we do? I don't know, let's go play Shadowrun. Yeah, let's do it. So that's all we would yeah, do. So, yeah, so fourth. I don't know what they're in, talking about. Including, uh, uh, I, I, was in the woods I can't hiking. afford MTG dice so I'm, or card, so I might as well play Shadowrun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, fourth, including the 20th anniversary, was the longest running Really? Edition. Fourth was. Well, yeah. well, I mean, and we, I, I'm sure that anniversary one is what really boosted it along. Uh, well, it was it was 05 for fourth and 09 for the anniversary, okay. four years later, and then oh, 13 okay. for fifth. Nice. Okay. Well, and we do have a lot of fond memories about fourth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 played like two multi-year campaigns. We did, yeah. In fourth, uh, yeah, we pretty much got into fourth edition. Yeah, right on. Shortly right? after it came out. So yeah, because yeah, right I remember yeah. like and that's we, why we, I'm excited about yeah. sixth edition. Yeah, we we kind of had to kind of do that too. Yeah, kind of had to edit the edit our characters like up oh, the this book the arsenal came out or so. the matrix came <laughs> yeah. out. Let's update the the update matrix the, character. Yeah. So what, and you know, in other games, uh, that was always annoying as crud when that happened. But, but Shadowrun, it was excited. like, it was like, ooh, more details. All right, awesome. all right, all right. I personally, I enjoy the high fantasy games. That's uh, probably my favorite go-to genre. Not just D and D, but like Thirteenth Age, you know, Pathfinder, all of the the high fantasy. Uh-huh. That that's my that's where I got started. You know, A D and D. You know, I, I like those kind of stories and stuff. I've never been huge on any of the horror or the space campaigns or, or, or most any other techno-y kind of games. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same book. But I absolutely love Shadowrun. It is probably my go-to sci-fi type. I tried. I desperately tried D20 Modern, I, you know, because I was into D&D and all of that, too. It's just, it doesn't have the same feel to me. It just doesn't interest me. Like, Shadowrun grabs my attention. Yeah, so and, so and what is it, then, that, that makes makes Shadowrun for you? I, I think because 
it has so much lore that if I wanted to, I can go back to all of these different editions. But it has elves, it has dwarves, it has trolls, and it's more of the typical backstory of elves, dwarves, and trolls. Okay. And and the fact that Shadowrun is connected to a whole other game called Earth Dawn, which mm-hmm. is a super high fantasy, more story driven. Yes, you got dice and stuff like that, but it is definitely more story driven. And that this is a direct correlation to that game. You know, it is tied to it. That is part of its backstory. It's part of Shadowrun history. It's well, Earth Dawn. So, okay. so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I've, I've also played. Um, several long um long-term star wars games Mm -hmm. but in my opinion to have a successful star wars game you have to edit history in some major way you know like you know darth vader you know like luke takes dark savers offer um you you have to change something so drastic because indoor gets nuked or something yeah because because you know with star wars you're supposed to be heroic and for heroic you have to be able to like change change the universe as you're doing stuff right. but star wars has so much written about it you know it, back in the extended even universe they, days yeah but, even before they nuked all that <laughs> but uh, which i mean it's, it's coming back you yeah. know but but you know there there's stuff written you know if you if you you know run across a young you know see, a young character and actually axe him off you know even, that that changes stuff even with that I still well, am not as into Star Wars as I am to Shadowrun. But I think Shadowrun has the key that you're in the shadows. It whatever you do, it shouldn't. You're you're doing it wrong if you're affecting the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, if you're affecting the world on a known way. Uh, yeah. yeah. So and and it'd be really easy to like you know oh whatever that big thing happened you know well like maybe you had a hand in it you know who knows because you were you, it's you, the shadows. You yeah. see you see the repercussions of some of the stuff you do, but it's it's very uh, it's not overt. Like. Yeah, it's it's not like. Oh, we, we killed, you know, young Boba Fett. It's not you reaping the benefits of the actions you do. It's usually some corporation. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I find okay. it extremely, okay. not odd, but I find it very interesting for me personality-wise. Because like I said, I've tried D20 Modern. I've tried Star Wars. I'll play it, especially if it's with a group of friends I like. And I'll enjoy the game that I'm playing, but it's just not my. Oh, hey, let's play Star Wars. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I do you think know. I do think you you gotta get away from a D twenty uh, first base. Yeah, yeah. For for future, in my opinion. Uh, like, okay, Starfinder. I'm just not interested in it. I've looked at it. I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, but yet, like I said, Shadowrun, and it's also interesting because I also play all genres, not just genres, all types of games. You know, I play crunchy games, I play diceless games, I play rules-light games, I play storytelling games. So I, I there's this whole gambit, but yet there's Although, something about Shadowrun, just playing with those numbers and figuring out how things work. And we we did have a, uh, um, and one of my other groups had a pretty successful run at a, the the BattleTech RPG, which that was. Okay. Talk about crunchy. Okay, I will admit, <laughs> BattleTech oh, yeah, has yeah. always intrigued me as well. But it, it has a it has a crazy to. a crazy yeah. lots of lots and yeah. lots of lore. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So we just you know picked some backwater planet that you know was barely on a map, and we got to make whatever we wanted up right. and didn't have to worry about. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Here, the three of us are like dominating this conversation, and Calvin. I know Needy's not going to have a lot with this lore part to go into, but you know. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just I'm I'm struggling to hang in here. Okay. Uh, it's it's been a very long 
week for you. Week, last two weeks. Oh. Well, yes. Me. So, yes. um, that like, there's there's all kinds of tons of great stuff. And all right. So what? All right. What's your favorite part about Shadowrun? Do you think? Um. See, I and I'm in the same. He said I'm in the same book or same boat as you. I'm. I'm deep embedded in you know high fantasy adventure. You know. I also personally really like to play heroic things. I don't necessarily right. like to play that evil I'm a bad, I bad think, person. <laughs> and and that gets to exactly what I was about to say. I think that's what I like about this game is, it's is I don't get I, I'm not trying to play that heroic, heroic. But you're also not necessarily playing the I'm a I'm not a bad guy necessarily I'm so much as I'm just a guy who's trying to survive. Yeah. Flexible morals. I, right. Without I, being a total yeah i, I do tool? like yeah. like the tool cards, like the tool cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know a lot we get morals thrown at us it's, um, it's a lot of moral situations but it's how there's you... no you know you're not penalized for like well you know that's that's an extra ten thousand dollars okay sorry so yeah. okay so, so since we're talking about the morality parts of shadowrun <laughs> um i always felt like it wasn't until fourth edition where that really kind of popped yeah because that's when you started seeing the things where it's like oh they're they've also not just built mechanically but like you're you are rewarded in a very substantial way by 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 not just choosing the moral ground but by by the fact that you're allowing me as the gm to go here here's a very difficult choice i'm gonna ask you to make do you do you shoot the uh the paraplegic who's who's just trying to survive Mm-hmm. And get these drugs off the street, or do you help her uh, push this Nova Coke <laughs> so that she can continue to live? Right, <laughs> you know stuff like that. Right, because uh, because in the other editions they they always kind of hinted that you know well you know award them a couple extra karma points if they make if they make the air quotes right choice, but it was never it didn't ever seem like until fourth edition that they really kind of started doing the whole. Not only are we going to present that to you, but we're going to make some make you have to make some really difficult choices about a lot of stuff, and that that gets reflected with like the notoriety and the uh, mm-hmm. public awareness and stuff like that. Those those yeah. those different things, which right. I don't even know if that's a thing in sixth right. edition yet. I am curious about. Uh, uh, this is going to exclude Nini, unfortunately. What type of characters do you tend to make in Shadowrun? I I almost always fall in the the face um you fall on the face yeah i fall on my face uh the face type character sorry face down in a pizza pie still not used to that being on there i always fall into the generally into the face uh the role role okay what about you tim oh i i'm fairly versatile versatile uh okay in that case i know you've played a lot of different characters what do you think your favorite type is to play them b and e okay the infiltrator character Okay, I can see that. Doug, uh, rigor. Yeah, hands yeah, down. Yeah. I'm, I'm an engineer in real I can life, see that. so I can it's see that. it. That's how I think. It's it's really fun. Like the modification. And you get to play with the numbers. Oh the... yeah, the the, like I think I think the what I'm most looking forward to in sixth edition is you know when the the cool rule book comes out you know building building up a character and then like building up a second one and then you know going oh crap i made the first one wrong and yeah. and revising it and then figuring out oh i left a huge flaw in it cuz <laughs> maybe a skill changed or okay, okay. yeah it, it's exciting doing all the 
the numbers work. Okay. Um, okay. John? Uh, for me, characters? I, I, I know you're usually the GM. But I mean, I'm a sucker to... for the for the gunslinging streets, man. Type. I'm a uh, gunslinger. Boom. I I've also bang, played bang, a lot bang. of different characters on intentionally, uh, Matrix related. Magic Magic's probably one of my favorite. I've tried the Fizz Adepts and and the Streety Sam kind of things, but I think I tend to like the more magically active characters, be it a Fizz Adept or a a actual mage. I enjoy like when John made a crap load of of pregens for mm-hmm. non missions related games that he would run at conventions. I really, really, really dug into the Fizz Adepts and the Mages themselves. My favorite was the 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 Guido boxing Fizz oh, yeah. Adept troll. troll. That was one of my favorites to make. There's a boxer, yeah, a mob enforcer. Well, guy. I I guess we <laughs> could ask Nini what. Would you be interested in? I mean, you saw, you actually yeah. saw quite a good mm-hmm. uh, spread yeah, this, from this, this box set. From the box set, there's a pretty good. Uh, I'd either like the face or the guns, the, the some what I was playing actually. The, but to actually get to hit stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That would make a and, massive difference. And, or shoot stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. you could be someone who's good at guns, but not necessarily somebody who's good at like who wants to just like punch and beat up. Right. People. Or you can yeah. do both. Yeah. You can be well, like, I'm the big guy with, I'm the big person with the big guns. I kind of enjoyed playing the troll, to be honest. I don't know why. Okay. I just, yeah. it was oh, like, there's, there's, some, there's, always, there's I am always something, root. yeah, there's always something yeah. fun about that, that particular type of character. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I had a troll Vigo once. Oh, oh, we're going to talk about our characters? Oh, old, here we old go. Characters? Here's a troll Vigo. Now it's time for, Aloysius. now it's time for, <laughs> let, let me tell you about, you about my character. Uh, I'll start real quick. My three most memorable are Google who was a Matrix. She was a hacker. She did not do any of the rigging stuff. Uh, next was Yusuri, who was a uh, awakened tiger. Mm-hmm. Which, shape changer. A shape changer. Yeah. Um, who was basically a gunslinger, more or less, and could pistol whip spirits with the guns. Um, but she was an ace shot, too. Uh, my other third one that we played a lot with was... Um, what, Sahagua? Sahagua. Uh, no, V. Oh, v. v. Yeah, V was a fun character. V was a combat mage, uh, asked, uh, specced combat mage, aspected combat mage, who was literally, I did more damage to myself than John ever did to me. <laughs> I was always overcasting, you know. I, I was, murdered yeah. lots and oh, lots of people, though. Yes. Oh, yes. Good and bad, you know. She, she murdered she was... in the Costco style. <laughs> in wholesale. <laughs> Um, those are probably some of my Sahagua was D and D by the way, baby. Sahagua was was third edition. Oh Shadow, right? yeah, Sahagua was third edition. She was also a mage. That's the one that I, I played probably the least. She was the third uh-huh. edition mage, uh, who was basically a party girl. So it was all illusions and cosmetic stuff. She had healing. She uh-huh. she was good, but she yeah. was a party. She was she was, a, she that, was a Japanese party girl. She was the one that adopted yeah. Google. She's the one that adopted Google. <laughs> yes. Your other character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was amazing. So, yeah. so what about you, Calvin? Tell so, us about well, your show. Us your character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Throw your so, table, character on the table. I go with my three. Uh, so Hunter, which is the one that I played most recently with you guys, mm-hmm. who was a face. Go figure. Um, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter, unfortunately, was a victim of uh, your work. Yes, yes your, your he was. Work and timing. <laughs> work and timing. He did, I didn't get to play him nearly as much as I would love to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a phys adept. And 
face was yep. left, yeah. And uh So he did land on his face. He did. <laughs> and he in things. Yeah. Pies. In used, pies. He, he pies. used uh, no, no, his slight unfair. No no. Yeah. Pies. Yeah. Well, different different types different of pies. Type pies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> Yeah. You were fruit pie. He was. Folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was more of a meat pie kind of guy. Yeah. <sighs> um, <laughs> that I had uh, one of my my missions characters was a face uh, named Doctor Tran um, from the uh-huh. lovely uh, I think it was YouTube uh, video series based off of a character of the same name. Okay. Um, Okay. Okay. Uh, he was also a face, but he was—he um, was not physdep. He was—he had quite a few augments. Uh, <laughs> See, I think that real quick. I think that's a really neat thing. Part of the reason I like Shadowrun is you can build the same kind of character all sorts of ways. And, yeah, be it magical, be it cybernetic, uh-huh. or Bioware, or just straight up skills. And if Matt was right. there, he'd tell you about it, trying to make a um, physdep rigger. Yeah. Shape shifting rigor. Which, uh, he, so. I don't, he, he didn't get enough seat time to make it really work. Right. He was yeah. trying to make a, like a, a transformer, if I recall it correctly. Yeah, okay. So, anyway. Yeah, so, so the two, like, like Ruby was saying, it's similar characters, but completely diff- different. <laughs> similar characters, but completely different. Uh, Hunter used guns more than anything uh, when he wasn't just trying to influence people to do things <laughs> for him. Uh, whereas Dr. Tran actually was a fairly combat-y character and healer, um, but he used swords. He didn't use guns at all. Okay. Um, and, then, and then the last of the three for me would be, um, I had was like a gnome, I think, and I intended, he, he had the augment to have his skin blue, and he wore, <laughs> he, he wore, oh, he was... He was a Smurf. Was he Papa Smurf? He, wore, he, was, a, he was Papa Smurf. He wore white <laughs> pants and a little red stock. Just that colloidal silver. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was a street Sam. Nice. <laughs> and he carried heavy weapons. Nice. So. All right, Tim. Uh, one of my favorite characters was a character called Lone Wolf. <laughs> who just, he was part of probably one of the worst D&D campaigns <laughs> I was part of, but... I really enjoyed the character. I thought we were talking about Shadowrun. He is. Yeah, this is Shadowrun. <laughs> one of the worst D&D campaigns? Oh, sorry. One of the worst Shadowrun campaigns. Okay. Oh, it was sorry. better the other way. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty bad D&D game because we were all Shadowrun characters. We ended up in Shadowrun. It was weird. <laughs> but no, he was a, a B&E specialist. And unfortunately, I was... Oh, that was the one. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. I was probably the most... Competent wasn't shadow wasn't runner any of John's of games. Just saying that. Uh, this John, yeah. Did did we you re, did you recycle that character? The name at least, sort the of. The name. Uh, he called him something you else. Have wolf, he called him wolf. But you didn't. Uh, shadow okay. wolf, wolf instead of not lone wolf. Uh, well, there, there's a reason he was called yeah. shadow wolf. Lone wolf is because I was the teenager when I made it, and <laughs> well, dumb. I'm gonna pick a cool name. I'm a lone wolf. I mean, called Eagle Claw. And I, I'm guessing that was like the '90s, anyway. Yeah. No, this was uh, early 2000s. Close enough. So close yeah. enough. Yeah, it, it was still yeah, yeah. before John Games. Yeah, Everybody before. was named like Wolf and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was that was before three and three Kyle Wolf Howling at the like Moon that. T-shirts. Oh God, and yeah. all that. <laughs> so, but that was allowed. But I, I, I got very good at the, uh, being B and E. Is just I had an incompetent team, so. Well, if not, things 
went awry. Unless I got to work oh, alone. Hey, I remember getting to watch some of those. Looks and like I just this was, lone wolf is going to ride alone in a pack of wood. Oh <laughs> <laughs> in the two or three sessions I got to watch what you guys were playing at that point. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I do have to say one thing. There was one mission we were in, we were infiltrating a boat, uh-huh. and someone decided to, as we were sneaking on, fire a Lugo Warhawk, which is basically a shotgun uh-huh. as a pistol. At someone instead of or at someone who was coming around the corner because the other sneaky person decided, oh, there's no one around this corner when I looked, so I'm going to go over to the other side and not continue looking. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, while they were all being chased by drones, I was able to sneak into the, the, the command boat. deck and take care of everyone and then proceed down to help the others <laughs> free the hostages. Oh my gosh. All right, so your next character. Shadow Wolf. Yeah, Shadow Wolf. Uh, uh, Google permanently traumatized. With, <laughs> That's with probably the, one of the reasons. Uh, he, was, he was a he shamanic like a, mage. Went out like a champ. He did. Oh, he did. Yeah, uh, John. Uh, he, mind linked with Google. Well, he he had this small flaw of. Uh, was uh, Was it the heroic one? No, 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 no. It was the he had like. Was he the combat addict? No. No, he he couldn't see AR. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. AR. So we regularly mind linked with Google the Matrix Because person. they were all linked to a com, a link, a com a pan. A, yeah. yeah, a command thing and I Tacnet. couldn't. Yeah. So I so just that's how you got around it, yeah. Right. What I saw to Ruby's character so that everyone would know what's going on. Yeah. And he got well, eaten. I got eaten by a dragon in a volcano. A feathered serpent in a volcano. Yeah. Uh, close enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, Google permanently traumatized. Went a little crazy after that, you know. John did give me the option <laughs> of bringing the character back. Doing the But whole... he died fighting a dragon, feathered serpent, whatever, in a volcano. Yeah, it was an epic death. <laughs> it was great. I mean, that's almost as cool as the character who died ramming Slave 1. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. I'm going to take this death because I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and, he, and you got to traumatize okay, okay. my character permanently. Eh, that wasn't why. That was I fun did. later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, was it. <laughs> Especially with the run where we had to. Where uh, I came back. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Unless yeah. we talk about that. We're not on talking air about that. <laughs> we'll talk about ask that. Ask your parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't ask your parents. Your parents are traumatized about it, and they haven't even heard of it. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Was there any other characters? Um, that's about it. Okay. All right. Doug? All right. So, number one is a Bogarden. Okay, okay. Dwarven rigger. Okay. For perfecting the art of, uh, <laughs> the put, not putting, the putting, uh, <laughs> no, the, put, putting Tomagoshi. a sniper rifle yeah, yeah, yeah. On, a blimp. on a blimp. So, no matter where he is, there's, there's the, uh, the little blimp drone just floating, yeah, whatever, you know, long distance for a sniper rifle up. <laughs> um, because the fun thing about you know, all the fancy technology you can get with tack nets and all that mm-hmm. is you don't have to see what you're shooting. And roofs tend to be pretty thin. Yeah. So there's nothing <laughs> like when negotiations go wrong to have sniper rifle bullets flying through the ceiling at yeah. your targets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, was, that was quite fun. Yeah. Um, then had a uh, Burtok who is... Oh, yeah. uh, 
That was the Feral campaign. That was yeah, like, we, we kind of went, uh, I guess when the 20th anniversary yeah. stuff came mm-hmm. out, they kind of, mm-hmm. like, here's all of the real crazy stuff with Haley's Comet yeah. and, and the Surge. Well, um, yeah. But uh, he was a... Uh, we decided we weren't going to play in soda. Seattle. <laughs> we yeah. decided we were going to play in uh, Europe. We went to the the, the Gemetto area. Yeah, the uh, northern Italy. Italy, yeah. yeah. Um, so where he... there's not a lot of rules and laws, and we were very, very morally ambiguous. Oh, it, it, there, was, <laughs> it, it, there were no morals. There's None. a lot of moral mucus going around. Yeah. No, no morals <laughs> there at all. Really. So he was a, an, uh, a banshee, an elven vampire. Game, that's yeah. also the game um, that we all agreed to create magically awakened characters. Yeah. No so he was, he was <laughs> the um, manipulation yeah. focus. Mm-hmm. So... You know, in combat, he didn't he didn't do anything in combat. He would take over your body, hand you a grenade, and you know the chun- chunky salsa rule. Yeah. Um, Eat this grenade. Yeah. Smoke this cigarette. Or smoke the, this, the smoke this pin. Eat the this pin. the the Lay's cigarettes. Smoke this you know, here you you need a cigarette, and you know the, you you smoke it, you pass out, and forget the p- past couple hours. Yeah. And, um, so he was horrifying. Um, but it was really fun to play with a group that everybody else was morally bankrupt. Yeah. Like, way bankrupt. Shape-shifting. Literally the shape-shifting tiger who had the, basically, thoughts and concepts of a tiger in a little girl form. Yeah, that was... That was it, the character. Yeah. You sorry. Carrying around the body um, bag full of guns. Of guns, yeah. And then my uh, latest character was... Um, this is amusing. Big dumb troll. Fizz adept. Um... <laughs> Who carried Fantastic a big character. a big stick <laughs> and a and a huge machine gun? Um, and as as Hunter, uh, the the face wasn't there all all that much. He had the next best charisma, yeah. so he became the face. <laughs> so which was funny. It was ro- role playing an absolute moron who somehow lucks his way into good Pretty negotiation. Uh-huh. Was oh, so amazing. Really um, and oh, then you which get to you will find amusing. I chose my character was from Greek. Was was a Greek character, not uh, an American. That's what uh, oh. V was. It was Vulcanalia was her her runner name because okay. of yeah. I didn't even know about you at all at that at the time. It was mm-hmm. kind of neat. It was yeah. Sorry. It was fate. But I it know. was she was just eating baklava the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no. that, that, that was a fun character because she was all about rock and roll. And, I was uh, actually and fire. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, sometimes it's fun to play a character. You know, just just to smash stuff. Just, yeah, yeah, break stuff. Yeah, okay. and he would he broke stuff really well. He and even really did. and even even if uh, like I still kind of carried on the little sniper rifle tradition, but it was with with him because you know he had all the he was yeah. a phys adept, so he had all the motion sense, and magic sense, and you know, he had a big yeah. giant machine gun, so. I mean, what's a cinder block wall between you and Friends. your enemy? <laughs> um, you can still shoot through it. It's only it's only some penalties that you get to ignore. <laughs> so, uh, hmm. all right. Um, I guess John. Oh, what M- me for characters? Yeah, I know well, you don't get to play as much, but well, how about uh, NPCs? Let's yeah, talk. Yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about um, our good friend Bob. Oh, oh yes. yes. Everyone likes Bob. Bob's Bob. very much a fourth edition creation. I don't know how well he can carry over into sixth edition. He probably could go into fifth. He was. We we kind of toyed with him in fifth. Right. So so what Bob was is there's an an attribute they introduced in fourth edition called edge. Yeah. And you the way you used edge was you you go I'm using a point of edge so now I get to add my edge 
roll to whatever my skill is and all my sixes will explode. So I can possibly get a, a ton of successes on whatever I'm doing. So, so Bob took. So Bob's so Bob is a human, so he starts out with more edge. And so I maxed out his edge. And then I took uh And he equality. took threes pretty much in all his other stuff. Right. So I took a quality a a quality that let him boost his edge up higher than normal. Sure. So his edge was already much it was higher sure, he than was, what, a seven? most people. It was or like a seven. That's right. Yep. Humans yep. could get seven and then you could bump so up. His, so his edge was an eight, which is the highest anything can get in Shadowrun. So all of his stats were like twos and threes. Mm-hmm. And then he had every single skill that at at least a, at that at least a rank. Skill. Right. That at least a rank one. Right. So he couldn't take the <laughs> the the magic the, the four magic right, skills. Right. So yeah, should, or the techno skills. Should should have bought uh, like just one one rating in magic. <laughs> yeah. That would have been, been funny. Yeah, well. So so Bob's whole thing was uh, Hey wait, I think I read about this or saw this. Right. Oh yeah, or... he didn't have any cyberware or right. magic. Right. He was just the mundane. He just had human. like if, if if you if you didn't know really how if all you if you didn't really understand how edge worked, it would have been like this character kind of sucks. I'm rolling constantly rolling like three dice and everything. Anything, yeah. yeah, I can do all the things, but I have three dice and it's this like, is no, what I was no, talking no. about jack of all trades. No, no, can't no. Do you have to well. use edge. <laughs> Because then you can use it up front. Then right. you're cons- you know, like consistently, it's like, all right, guys, eight times per game, which is a lot. Right. right. I can. I, I'm rocking like yeah. about ten dice in something, and and, all, and they're gonna explode too. So I could potentially get really, really good at like everything I'm getting ready. Basically, to do. Bob was the luckiest sob ever. Right. And he always was like, wait, wait, I think I know something about this. And, and he had like at the he right had, time. The mo- some of the most absurd equipment. Yeah, too. he had yeah. a monofilament whip <laughs> a monofilament urban chainsaw. Chainsaw, yeah. yeah. Which you're like, oh, like oh crap, we found a, a locked door like with with a, right. a lock and key lock. Right. Like, oh, oh, the guy who bought this from at the hardware store said this could cut through anything. Or, or, or oh, what's this? It's a weird old type of key, you know. And he had a skeleton key. It's like oh, I got yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was literally the character. Well, I think the background I said was like you know. Um, <laughs> Bob just, Bob's just a lucky sob. He just kind of lucks in everything, and he recently got cable, so he's been watching a lot of TV. So he's picked up a lot of little things here and there. Yeah. Uh, so he just kind of lucked into everything. And it was Robert Rob Robert Robertson or it's like something Robert, like Robert. Yeah, Bob Robertson or something yeah, like yeah. that was his real name. Yeah. So he said, "I don't know. I just call me Bob." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is Bob. It's hard to not like Bob. Uh, the first Shattering character I ever made, the one I probably played the longest, was this Decker named uh, Canard, was his name. That's the one that where from that example where I had to roll all the obnoxious amount of dice and looking for like a double-digit number on yeah. all those dice. Um, by the time I retired that character, he uh, it was one of those you'd look at that and go... It is before they did the whole prime runner thing, but mm-hmm. that clearly was a prime runner by the time I got, <laughs> I got I got done with him. That's kind of why we decided to retire Google and and Bogarden and stuff like that. Is at one point it's like, well, we literally unless we're doing literally world saving things, like why fighting are we doing feathered this? serpents and right, volcanoes, right? Right, you know, hypothetically, speaking. you know, surviving <laughs> rockets to the chest while holding C four heads. You know. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, well. I mean, they were definitely, that's probably 
the, the most exotic, high-leveled-ish type Shadowrun. I mean, normally they don't quite get that. They don't live that long <laughs> or survive mentally yeah, that long. I mean, I, I think the the later characters, I think we got yeah. better at, at realizing that because I, I think that's one downside of not having a priority system mm-hmm. is you can min-max the living hell out of mm-hmm. your characters. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody hyper-focuses on one thing right. and you just rely on your your teammates. teammates make you know you know cya make sure you don't mm-hmm. get and do lots and lots of planning yeah because uh-huh. uh if you get to drop somebody else they never had the, <laughs> ne- never saw it coming so shadowrun definitely pushes pushes that um i think it really gets better when you've got that that team dynamic when you yeah wrap your head around which is the why i don't think that, i ever liked missions as much because Literally, it can just be dropping in and out. And why do I freaking care what this person does? And this person's like, no, I'm always about combat where there could be someone else. It's like, no, I'm a super planner. And then, then there's headbutting. And, and there's really not a lot of PvP. I mean, you can PvP in it, but it's... I, I did hate hate sitting down at the table going right. like, oh, well, I brought a gunslinger to the table. My guy's really good at guns. Too. Right. Specializing using two guns, and that's what I do. And I've got a little bit of negotiation skill. Oh, it turns out I've got more negotiations than everybody here. And then the guy to my left goes, I've got a skill wire jack. Now I'm better at shooting guns and everything else than you guys. And it's like, well, I don't know why I sat down at the table. Yeah. (laughs) Overall, I never cared for missions Uh, in any, in fourth or fifth edition. And Mitch just just punching people with hand grenades. Hey, that was me. <laughs> Thank you very much. So how, how much missions did you play, Calvin? I, um, yeah. I did a good bit of fourth ed okay. um, missions. I wouldn't say it. I, I never made it to like the retirement of a character, but um, I mean, is, 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 I think I play, I've played one I've played mi- missions six mission. or seven between yeah. fourth and fifth and like I said it's I did it mostly during conventions to help people make a table because I was familiar with the rules yeah and I'd play pre-gens it, it was I think all in between fourth and fifth I'm 20 to 30 like all in okay we never could save Mitch from the, the missions mentality. I think we, we pulled Calvin out of that, though. I played, like, one um, second edition one. It was called Missions then. It was called Virtual Seattle. Oh. I played hmm. one of those, and that's when I realized I was never going to play one of those. <laughs> I could help it. I played one Missions to fill a table at a convention. I mean, that was the last time I so played Missions. I, I, don't, I didn't mind the Missions. I, I liked them. I think when some I of the wanted to go had sit, interesting stories, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they never played out like they, like a campaign would. When when it's I wanted like Walmart, to, I don't care for the people. Yeah, uh, I'll put it this way: when I, if I was going to play missions again, I would play super combat heavy yes. characters. Because yeah. if you're going to go to missions, just play a super combat heavy character just because everything else is irrelevant. First, don't ask questions at all. So. Yeah. yeah, missions is good for what it is. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. This is not us just bashing missions. No, no, cause... no. No, that's, that's what I'm I saying. Mean, it's... It's, so, yeah, I mean, if, if that's your, your game where you don't right. you don't really care too much about plot, I mean, there are some people that, that, <laughs> yeah. 
that we don't care well, about stuff I mean, that's it's, good. The missions is freaking like that. Missions have a plot, but yeah. if if you if you just want to go in and right. blow stuff up, blow but stuff it, up and take like, games, that's there's a place for that. It's really like oh, GTA yeah, yeah. Shadowrun. Yeah, like yeah, okay. it's a pretty yeah, good okay. description. So well, I, I, uh-huh. I give you a good, good example. We one of the missions I played with Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Um, the I mean, the, okay. the 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 mission started out with okay, we need to go to this house in the middle of you know just just outside of town whatever uh brooklyn is the only character with drive (laughs) so she's driving we pull up to the house there's some some sort of dogs or something outside um we're going okay well what do we do i know what we do i drive through the house no, that's how missions went like that, that that pretty much I, i'm not gonna lie i've 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 done that in a campaign oh, yeah. vehicle uh-huh. ramming pedestrians excellent way to to yeah. one shot people we, tim tim's done that before we yeah. ended up yeah, in the basement it, it's fantastic uh, we ended up I'll in the, the basement almost car. on top of the guy it worked we were okay. supposed to be saving oh. so We've been, uh-huh. chit- we've been chit-chatting about this for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, we should probably start to wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. So, last final thoughts about Shadowrun in general or anything specific you want to say. So, yeah, say something brief about what you, about what you, about your th- final thoughts about Shadowrun and, and what your final thoughts are about the upcoming Six Ed. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts about Shadowrun are, obviously, I, I enjoy Shadowrun. I love it. Um, and I look forward to digging in and seeing what we can do with, with Six Ed once that officially comes out yes yes ruby that's exactly what i said <laughs> it's late he was slurring his it speech is. i mishear things quite often you kids, know a, a kids lot. ask your parents <laughs> all right all right tim i like it play it <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait till what the cores in what august, august? Yeah. Uh, yeah 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 i'm curious I'm curious if we can order it, pre-order it, or if we're actually going to have to wait. Because we're not going to Gen Con. If if we'll ha- be able to go to our friendly local gaming store and actually pick it up on yeah. Gen Con weekend. Our friendly or local if, grocery store. Or, or, or if, if we're going to have to wait a week or two. Or even if they'll have a PDF available I, immediately. Actually, I'm pretty sure they will, but I'm, I'm old school. I like they're gonna physical do, copies. They're going to do that. Uh, I am as well. PDF I mean, I would, I'd love a physical right. copy. But. Uh, so Doug said... Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a PDF man. Yeah. All right, John. I'm both. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do love Shadowrun a lot, and I'm super psyched about Sixth Edition because I feel like it's been forever since we've been really doing Shadowrun, and that's true. This will be a good chance to to really get back into it again. Uh, I again also <laughs> really like Shadowrun. Uh, I could geek out about it a way more, and and I know in our our talk with Nini. It was one of these, we were just constantly saying, oh, yeah, what about Naga? And, and, and you know, we were talking about all sorts of things. There's a lot of cool stuff about Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. Um, a sixth edition I'm super psyched for as well. How about you, Nini? What about you, Nini? <laughs> when are yeah. we starting a campaign? <laughs> <laughs> August. August. Okay, Ish. Cool. Awesome. Maybe September because of when we can get our hands on a book. All right. So, okay. so again, uh, thanks to all of our listeners for letting us uh, ramble on <laughs> about Shadowrun. I hope this makes people play Shadowrun. Hey, why don't you guys out there tell us what your thoughts are of Shadowrun, uh, previous editions, your favorite character, stuff like that. 
You can email us at swarmcastpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. I'm pretty sure that's the email address. If not, I'm sure <laughs> Toast or somebody like that will be on in just a second to, to correct me. And you can also give us a call, a call on the Swarmcast podcast uh, phone number. That number will be coming up at some point because I don't have it memorized right off the end. Leave us a message and maybe we'll play Beep. that on the air. Wait, is the number on the bottom of the screen? It's on the bottom of the screen. Swarmcast, I got your number. I'll call you all the time. Area code 8034704439 Swancast has bargained with you for you, yeah. You got the good, bad, and other stuff to tell you. So listen up to our board and review. You'll really like it, or I'll make you eat your shoes. <laughs> Shadowrun Sprawl Ops by Catalyst Game Labs. It's for two to four players, plays in 90 to 120 minutes, ages 13 and up. Into the shadows. In the year 2079, Shadowrunners do the jobs no one else wants. Maybe they're hired to steal a new laser prototype from a top-tier tech corp. Maybe they have to extract an orc middle manager from a dead-end job where the higher-ups treat her like something they accidentally stepped on. Or maybe they're trying to keep a powerful politician alive, one that has been targeted for assassination by another team in the shadows. There's plenty of work to do and plenty of obstacles to overcome. Backstabbing corporate pawns, aggressive law enforcement, and other shadow runners angling for your payday can get in your way. Your job is to beat them to the punch and make the big score before they can stop you. Shadowrun Sprawl Ops puts players in control of their own team of Shadowrunners, selecting who they will hire and then building up the cash, gear, and abilities that the runners will need to survive the streets. You'll need to shape them into an efficient, deadly team because they'll be pitted against other runners in a race to the top. Only one team will complete the final mission. That scores a huge payday and wins the game. Do you have the guts, wiles, and treachery it will take to make it to the top? Time to find out. So hey guys, in case you didn't uh, uh, catch it the first time around, we're gonna we're talking about Shadowrun on this episode. I know, and all so Shadowrun we're doing all the time. So that being said, we're giving you a almost an extra big uh, review of a board game. This particular board game called Shadowrun Sprawl Ops. So here to review who is playing Shadowrun Sprawl Ops are me and some of my. Uh, I guess you could say my 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 veteran uh, Shadowrun <laughs> players and gamers. So it's me, John, Ruby, Calvin, Tim. Okay, should we get should we should we come up with cool uh, shadow names for ourselves? Street <gasps> oh, names. Which runner name do I want to use? Sure, uh, cool runner names. I'm gonna use my current one, V, Vulcanalia. Okay, so we got V. Mine are always horrible. Hunter isn't bad. <laughs> we got V. Hunter. We got V. The, the horrible. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. Blitz. Blitz. And, uh... Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. <laughs> so, for Shadowrun, Sprawl Ops. Let's dive right into just the board game part itself. 
Okay. What was some good stuff we can say about it? It is super pretty. I love that board. It's this UV holographic-y beautiful board. It's in their new vein of their sixth edition. So it's Mm -hmm. that neon-y purple. So while at first glance it looks a little hard to read when you have it out on the table, it shimmers and actually from an angle you can see the whole map of Shadowrun. It's the same map they used in their beginner box map. The map of Seattle. Right, the map of Seattle. So, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful, I think. And not not just the maps, but like like the runner cards right. and, and all, all of the, the art graphics, all, all of the, the art, art everything. Just it's very beautiful. much in line with their new sixth edition. It's very pretty. Yeah. So most of this review is actually going to be mostly just a big, uh, our other category <laughs> yeah. also. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's very pretty. Uh, there's a lot to it. It definitely has a Shadowrun-esque feel. If you're a Shadowrun fan, you'll really love this because yeah. like all the gear is stuff you'll recognize especially like we were putting out the cards and everything um and one of the runners that you could hire was my fan and john was like hey let me see that card because that looks an awful lot like the feathered serpent from bottle demon which is a that's our leash she's the feathered serpent that's on the cover of bottle demon in fact this is the cover of bottle demon (laughs) and that's that is a what second edition Shadowrun modules i think it's either first or second right but yeah so so it's kind of neat so if you're you're a and that's a testament to shadowrun itself because their art is so good that they could just go yeah we can reuse this because this is just still still Uh, very awesome some of it not all of it (laughs) (laughs) old shadowrun art either came in the variety of that's really cool or oh my god who what's four-year-old i didn't see any third edition uh shadowrun art on there (laughs) All right. So, so as far as the game itself, is there anything good? Because I will say this: I felt the the flow of the game. I felt once we got into it, it wasn't so. It was pretty good. And it's like okay, you can. It's there's there's definitely a lot of strategies that kind of form there, and you figure out what to do. And and I I like like that that. you still get that. You still really get that shadow run feel when you're Uh rolling. You know, massive amounts of dice. Yeah, fifteen. Well, you know, I mean. And two and on those dice and on those dice, two of them are successes. One is a failure. Just like in Shadowrun. Yeah, yeah. You could use these dice instead of your regular dice for Shadowrun. (laughs) I wouldn't, but you could. When you could, it'd be weird, but you could. Okay. Uh, anything else uh, good we want to say as far as the game itself? It did what most board games do, at least for me. It the first round, if it's a brand new game, nobody's played it, and we've all just kind of, like, one person's read the rules and he tells it, the first round is always really bumpy, and you find something on mm-hmm. the second round, they're like, oh, we didn't do that right in the first round, we'll just correct it. So It was easy enough to correct it. Correct. On this one too. But, but that's that's kind mm-hmm. of a, it's a good and a bad. It's the, the bad that the fact that first round doesn't go smoothly, and I think in a really great game, it goes smoothly right from the beginning. In a good game, okay. it's easy to correct that first mistake. You don't play through the whole game saying, oh, I screwed up that yeah. whole time. Right, right. If you can recognize it right off the bat and say, okay, first time we've played this first round, let's just fix it from here on out. Right. Okay. And the I, I liked the, the multiple types of upgrades you could do. So you could get gear... And you could also do like personal upgrades to your mm-hmm. to your runners, mm-hmm. 
um, and the gear could be interchangeable as it should be, whereas the personal upgrades were were kind of permanent. Right, right. Um, so that was kind of cool. Okay. Nice little twist. There's a lot of fun to be had in this this game, yeah. and if you're a Shadowrun fan, it's even better. But I don't necessarily know if you had to be a Shadowrun fan to. No. I don't know if it would be as fun if you weren't a Shadowrun fan. Yeah, I agree. Full disclosure, all of us play Shadowrun. We all enjoy Shadowrun, so it was a definite fun thing for us. So it was fun for us. Our our objectivity is skewed. But aside from that, it played pretty well for for a board game. All right. All right, so let's go. Anything else good before we move on to the bad? All right, let's go into the... We can't hear your head nodding. We're all nodding no. Okay. No. So, into the bad. So, what can we say that was bad about Shadowrun? Right off the bat, I'm going to say it. No Shadowrun lingo on the back of that box. That that big wall (laughs) of text that they read for the Shadowrun sprawl ops. Yeah, where was this? Hoi chummer, you know. uh, Let's go grab some Nguyen. I don't even recall the word Nguyen, actually. No, never actually at all. So, so Catalyst. It actually said money. It says K. It was 20K, 30K. No, but I'm saying in in the... It just said money? Yeah. 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 So, Catalyst, give us some. Give us oh, some. sir, it says cash. Cash. It doesn't say. Catalyst, yeah, give us some. Uh, give us some. Don't use cash. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, give game us some Shadowrun stuff. Game Rise. Yeah, yeah. And again, this is, if you've listened to any other reviews <laughs> with me, um, I kind of detest the, the book of rules. Yeah, I got stuff so, to say about the book of rules. Yeah. yeah. John read the book of rules. He read it on Thursday or Friday before mm-hmm. he re- was rereading it again today when we pulled it out. We literally spent 45 minutes going over the rules alone for the first time, you know. And then the game yeah. played in the two-hour block. Okay. So that's that's kind of where I am. But then again, like I said... I don't prefer the games that have the rules, the, the what, the eight massive. or 10, 25 page yes, book. Okay, so so let me let yeah. me talk about this rule book for a second. It is a 30-something page See. book Good of Lord. rules. Half of that, half of the book of rules is an example of gameplay and um, a welcome to the world of Shatterin thing, like out of that beginner box for the RPG. So while that's oh, wow. cool because they're cross-pollinating uh-huh. between board gamers hoping to get them interested in the role-playing game. Right. I... Didn't have really a lot to do with the actual board game itself. Right. Yeah. It yeah. could easily been split into a second. I understand it from a company standpoint, uh-huh. but again, right. so personally... I, Ruby, will not read that big book. I will pass it off to someone else and you and give I me totally the breakdown. Now, for, for people, and this still goes in that, that rule book category because mm-hmm. I've got stuff to say about okay. that rule you, book. Okay, you talk about the rule book. So, because um, I, I was the one handling the rule book. So, to me, this game, while good, it did kind of feel like parts of it were not handed off to people who make board games, mm. but make RPGs. So as I'm looking through this, knowing our board game people are going to play this, they're going to be mad or frustrated about some of this. Because (laughs) when it talks about the cards, it tells you the card has this, this, and this, and this on it. But it doesn't give you the thing where it shows you where those things are on the card. It just tells you those things are on the card somewhere. So, So to you, it's very evident and obvious that this is not written by a veteran board game designer. Right. It's It's more of a... It's a mistake that a new game designer for board for games board would, games. Would now it, it flowed well enough, mm-hmm. and 
<laughs> oddly enough, it kind of flowed like a like a Shadowrun source book would flow, where it's like <laughs> it's like we're gonna tell you about it. All right, now the next step, we're gonna tell you about that stuff again, but in detail yeah. with the actual rules in there. Right. So right. that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and and usually I'm kind of leery when something says on your turn you take one of these five steps. One of those steps, you take one of these three steps was part of it. <laughs> and it started going that road, but it didn't. And so I was like, oh, thank goodness. Okay. Um, and if you are having trouble seeing the board because you're like, you know, like me and I'm like, everything's too far away. I can't read it. The book, you can flip into it and see a bigger detail of those places that are on the board. Okay. Not so much the cards. Well, the board was mostly. Okay. I'll go back to an, a, a bad. It's kind of a bad kind of another. The board was bigger than it needed to be because all you're using the board for is placing your pawns so that you know what location you're doing for Mm -hmm. those different things. And on there, they give a literally maximum of two sentences that are less than five words on each location. Mm -hmm. This board, we have a fairly nice large table for gaming purposes. Um, It seats six comfortably. Um, and the board and having to put the cards around the board, it pretty much took up the whole table because then in front of us, only four people were playing, um, the whole table was taken up period. And there was one small section where we had off all the chits and stuff, right in in a square foot cube area. That was all we had actually space wise on the table. So it's a very large game, which didn't necessarily need to be that large, it was pretty. <laughs> yeah. And and along with that, if you didn't set it up the way that it kind of tells you to set up, mm-hmm. I could see it would be even more unwieldy. Yeah. So I'm glad it kind of has a way they want you to set it right. up. But there were a couple of components that were in there that... Right. Well, okay. There was mention, and I don't remember who mentioned it, on the board and some of the locations, yeah, it gave you a two-sentence description on what you could do at that location or what that location was for. Uh-huh. But it didn't line up to what the rule book said you were supposed to be able to do. Yes. So what yes. was one of them, Tim? It, it was, was uh, it was the uh, Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno, and there was another one. It, it was, was at the, the Space Needle one. for the Mage. Yeah. 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 So so it's not that the rules were wrong on the board versus the book. It's just they were weird worded weirdly to compress it on the board. Versus the full description in the book. Right. And you're saying it was just unnecessarily compressed. Correct. For the size of the board. Right. Yeah, because most of the board was just decor. Right. Them showing off, hey, look at our right. cool map. The Which board... for us as Shadowrun fans is great. Right. Awesome. Yes, right. but as a gamer, pretend to play the game. It... As a board game person uh-huh. from a board game perspective. Correct. I agree. I agree. Well, we're hitting all those spaces here. Right. Now, the board, also, it had a couple spaces, like some squares that were blank. And in so the that's book, neat. That's kind of an other thing, yeah. though. Yeah, okay. So, we'll roll into that when yeah. we get to the other. Anyone else that wanted to mention anything about what they didn't quite like about the game? Mm. Calvin didn't win, so he didn't like yeah. anything about the game. <laughs> um, actually, I, I do have one thing that, and I don't even know, it, it, maybe it's just a personal preference for me. Um but you actually select the final mission. and You can. It gave you two options. It well, said yeah. either by random or choose. Yeah. Well, but either way, right. you, you, it's there and you can see it. Logically, your best bet is to just start building yeah, your guys towards yeah. that. Right. Right. And, and the person who gets to build their guys the best towards that wins. The so quickest, I, I almost yeah. feel like 
Maybe if it was maybe a blind. Maybe it's blind. Until you say, okay, uh, I want to try. Until somebody tries it. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah, know. that might be a bit better. So yeah. you don't know what you're really going at getting. Right. And that would be more in the spirit of Shadowrun, I guess. Correct. Right, because you yeah. wouldn't know. You wouldn't you know, know that there's a... You wouldn't know a week, you know, a, m- a month ahead of time while you're still kind of building your... Your money and your Your gear. money and everything that you're going to ultimately go on this one mission. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm kind of not too happy with the, the amount of setup that had to go into it. Because <laughs> you had three different decks for, like, unique items that you can get. There was unique, unique comlink, and dermal plating. Then there was two de- types of characters. Right. Mm-hmm. The starter ones and the regular ones. And just, you know, all these cards had to be set out in, in a certain way. And it just, I don't think that would be included in the two-hour play time. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, we started out, we spent 45 minutes going over the rules, setting up the board. And yeah. then we played two hours in the game. Yeah, but when someone says, you know, this game will take two hours, right? I would, I would, I would think that includes setup, right? It's like when your friend Otherwise, invites you over to play Descent, and say, oh, it'll take like an hour. Yeah, I think it yeah. take an two hour. hours set it up, but two to three hours set it up. I mean, unless you're like Ruby and I, or we got that uh, set up down. And, and I got, a, I have oh. another one. It came to mind. I have yeah. another one. Okay, and, and I have too. Yeah, probably a personal thing um, that all of you guys will understand <laughs> the minute that I say this. Mm-hmm. Faces were useless. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, well, I, 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 they weren't useless, but in like definitely. In I could have put. I could have put somebody else useful in my. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Ultimately, That's the how winner, I won. the guy who yeah. won the game, I got did rid of that. it. Because it's like, I can't is, do it. I can't shame. Upgrade it. It's a shame. Uh, it because it being coming from the role playing side of it, right. the face is really integral to the team. Right. Because they're the one that gets you the extra money. They're the ones that can talk you out of getting arrested. And there, you was, know. there was like, what, one piece of there was one something piece. that yeah. would help out the, the face? The face. Because there were, you have multicolored dice in it, and each color is correlates to a particular type uh-huh. of, of runner. And most of the dice had eight to ten dice in their field. The face dice, which were red, had two. Yeah. Which means you can't roll more dice than there are available. Right. And the only faces available in Shadowrun's Brawl Ops were the starter ones. So You couldn't hire... There's only one upgrade. Right. Right. (laughs) I nabbed it right off the bat. Which would let you roll both those red dice. Right. And I didn't see what use that was, in all honesty. Yeah, because there's only ever one mission. There was one mission. Yeah, Yeah, there was one mission that had that on there. All right. Um, As an optional mission. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of roll into another. Okay. Well, I do have a bad. Oh, one more bad? You do that. Yeah, and this relates. uh, We were talking about some of the gear cards and stuff when you were setting Mm -hmm. up. Did it seem like. That we just were running out of the the gear and the upgrade yes. cards yes. pretty quickly, yeah. And then we would get stuff that said like there was one space on the board that was like you can sort through the discard stuff, and there really wasn't there was a lot of stuff discard. making us yeah. discard yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's one of the things that was either sell the the loot items you get, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not easy to get, and, or rifle could, through the gear discard, or the, yeah. the gear discard, and it's like when we never really you, had any gear. Yeah, discard? no, we didn't. We had none. The only way we so. could have discarded gear is if one of our guys actually just full off died. Yeah. Well, all right. So my other. Yes. 
what I thought was kind of cool and kind of othery on it was when John was setting up the board and we were talking over and doing the rule stuff, he mentioned, he's like, oh, and this portion down here, they actually say is set out yeah. special for expansions. Uh -huh. So it was kind of neat where I mentioned that the board seemed too big, blah, blah, blah. There was at least one or two spots that it's like specifically set that mm -hmm. it, for an expansion. So it's really cool to know that Catalyst isn't, this is a one-off, they're not going to do anything else. I mean, they may not. This may have been a fiscal failure for them. But if it wasn't, that they already had plans to pursue expanding this particular game. Right. So... I thought that was a neat. Yeah, it's definitely a a, a bonus other. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's neat seeing that, and there's plenty of room in that box for mm -hmm. for additional cards oh, and yeah. and stuff. All right, so that's one of the other others <clears throat> is uh -huh. in board games. You know, really hardcore board gamers are always very particular about how the box inserts are and how pieces move and fit inside the box. Um, it had a lot of different chits. It had some tokens. There were no plastic bags in there. Yeah. So yeah, as no a board game it. person, it wasn't a handy. And the plastic insert, you couldn't easily say, oh, well, that's specifically for that card. Oh, that's for the chits. Oh, that's for that chit. It was just like four regular squares, two card areas. And... Uh, there were three card areas. Okay. One of them was like in a weird place away right. from the other cards. Essentially, the insert yeah. was a weird shape and, and wasn't... Right. intuitive so again it to me comes off as a a new board game designer insert type thing where if they continue on i think yeah. it'll improve greatly yeah it did kind of feel like they were just trying to like op use not mm -hmm. necessarily optimize but use as much of the space as they could and, right um without like designating you know well this needs to be right. for this right so yeah so buy so make sure you got uh plastic tiny baggies. plastic baggies to put all those yeah. little chits in It'll make your life easier in the long run. I, it definitely will. Um, what else can we put in the other category? Uh, this, there's, there's not un, there's not enough to say about the uh, the board itself. I love the board. Yeah, the board. It's absolutely so beautiful. so not only it's would it eye catching. So if, yeah, and so for example, like Dante's Inferno, which is a nightclub in this in this the Shadowrun setting, is on there, and it's a place you can go to, and everything you do there makes sense for what you would be able to right. do at, at Dante's right. Inferno. Yeah. So when you're looking at the map, it shows it to you. It tells you what you can do. And there's a little arrow pointing down, which tells you, which shows, shows you. you and here's the, the physical right, location right, right. in Seattle, Washington, of where this, of where Dante's Inferno would be located. Right. So I thought those touches were, were pretty neat. Yes, especially. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, what a, we went into the other category and everybody's like, <laughs> uh, you know. didn't well, we cover a lot of that? <laughs> right, right. We covered a lot of the other and the good. Well, I, I will say that this has a somewhat of a happy Arkham Horror feel. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. When I was reading through it and setting it up, I was like, "This, this, a lot of this really makes me think of Arkham Horror." Instead of choosing the big, the big monster that you fight, it's the you final choose the mission. Big corporation. It's the final mission thing, right? You know, oh, I need to move this place on the map so I can get a dock wagon thing as opposed right. to going here to see the alienist or the doctor to heal or get my sanity back. Mm -hmm. A lot and of stuff it's like that. very unlikely that everyone will lose. So one of the things right. I did right. notice uh, is when you're rolling your dice, it didn't feel as 
deadly as Shadowrun probably should. Yeah, right. you could roll a lot of skulls, but you could negate them fairly easily between the dock wagon and you could negate them with a success on the I other think, dice. I think they gave us I think they give us uh, too many re-rolls yeah. on that, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was the thing. None of our characters died. I think only four characters out of, what, the 16? A lot of people got injured. Right. But you you healed. See, that was the other thing is even with a even if you did get hurt, as long as you didn't take a second uh, injury, you survived. And then at the upkeep phase, your token flipped over to recovering and you could still use that recovering character on the board. He just couldn't go on missions. And you would you would literally have to take both injuries in in that one one mission mission mission. like even in the one stage of that one mission, because as soon as you take one injury and you move on to the next stage, that character is removed is removed from the thing. Yeah. So So you'd have to take it two in one stage. So it was really hard to just have your character just die. Right. I agree. That felt weird. The only way I could see that really happening is if you were only going in with like one or two characters. If you're just taking that face right. by himself. Yeah. Well, no, because like just taking the face in. Every if you took two characters, right, and you got four injuries, well, both well, of them are technically I had, yeah. dead. I had a, a 10k mission which only had like two steps, which my street Sam could have easily have done, but you know, solo. But could have easily just. Bit it. You know, I played Shadowrun and it's like, screw it, whole team going. <laughs> right. Yeah, now, and, and I remember at one point I was like, no, I'm purposely not going to take everybody. I could because I get a lot of dice, but that's more chances for me to mess up, right. which is why it was like, I'm not going to take my face on any of these things because he's just, you know, he's, he's either going to roll something that I can't use right. or so he's going to fa- roll something that's going to hurt me. The face character was useful on the board for reducing the uh-huh. price of things. And other, another strange and thing. Some other small but, bonuses. But he really wasn't good to take on missions. Right. That was the thing with the face. Right. Right. So and maybe, I would have probably ditched him about halfway through Maybe we the game. misplayed it somehow with the face stuff because we started at we started the rules at around eleven. We started playing around twelve thirty. You know, we finished the game finally around one thirty and one forty. I don't think we missed anything. Uh, I think I think that character was uh, that's how that was supposed to be. Yeah. But I think so. I mean, the only way give us to some improve more is to get those thing. items that yeah. was good for anyone. Oh, oh, let's talk right. about the gear real quick. Yeah, you just mentioned it. The, you, the gear was specific for certain types of runners, and then there was an open-ended gear piece, which, as was, Tim was said, was more expensive. Right. I, I had a problem with sense, some but... of the. I had a problem with some of the gear. <laughs> yeah. Why was that? I was like, I was like, wait, that drone and that that uh, and that uh, big truck. You know, cost less than than this pistol. What the heck? <laughs> uh, no, but I, no, no. My my big problem was was like this. This is only good for street sam. It's going to increase your magic attribute. Yeah. Right. This is only you can only buy it if you're a rigger. It's going to increase your your strength, your yeah, gun attribute. Your, your gun. And I was like, why? I want yeah. my gun guy to be really good at guns, yeah. and instead you're telling me that any gear I get for him is going to make him good at everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a few that that kind of yeah, didn't like, do that, and like we fought one, over those. There was one we? magic one that was for a magic person that actually increased magic. Magic, yeah, yeah. yeah and there was like one. I had the deck awesome thing one that, that incre- increased decking. Right. And we went through all of the gear. The only, the oh, only did, deck. Didn't we? We, yep. The only deck 
the only deck we didn't go through totally was the missions deck that you could collect and do and run before the final mission. Right. We did not go cycle through that whole thing because the number of runners that you could hire, uh -huh. the number of special gear you could purchase, and the number of equipment you could purchase, we ran through those decks. Yeah, we did, didn't very we? Very quickly. We, yeah, the loot one went through. I had to shuffle yeah. that at least once. Yeah. It definitely so. more runners would be nice. <laughs> I agree. Um, um, more, more, more loot. variety of runners. I would have liked to have been able to have. Well, I think if we had that might be I think in the if, expansions. Who I think knows? if we had if we had five people in our slots instead of four, I think that would have been unwieldy at that mm -hmm. point. Yeah, I think four was a good number. Four was a good yeah. number. Yeah, because at first I was like, no, I want a fifth slot, and it's like, no, no, you really all those don't. turns are going to take so yeah. much longer. And, and we did play with the ugh. full max with four. Uh, I can see playing with three, two. Uh, eh, I wouldn't really want to play with two, but I would if we owned the game personally. Okay. Because you know Shadowrun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is kind of funny because it's. Um, I'm pretty sure that's. I don't even know if that's the the six world Shadowrun like logo thing on the front there. That looks more like the fifth one, fifth uh, edition. Well. I'm pretty sure this came out in during, well, it's during their transition because they're wrapping up 5th edition. That's right. It's 2079 on the right, back of the box. Right. They're wrapping right. up 5th edition and moving on to 6th edition. Okay. Matter of fact, Gen Con is when the core rule book comes out for 6th edition. Um, the last two or three books that they've printed this year since uh -huh. November has had the conversion rules to 6th edition. So, yeah. so they're in that kind of in between. This came out yeah, so during this time frame, so all right. So But you don't need to you don't need to know Shadowrun. You don't need to know which edition it is. It's that's a, true. It's that's a true. decent that's game as a standalone game. It's I geeked out over it. I wanted it to play it and everything because it was Shadowrun because I like Shadowrun. Um it's not a time frame type of game I normally choose. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to like the, the 30 minutes or the hour and less, the quicker, easier, fun to hang out with your friend games versus the longer strategic. And that that being said, it, it didn't after we got past yes. like the first or second round, it didn't feel like I was sitting there going like waiting for someone right. to take their turn. It flowed very well. Yeah, I felt. you're waiting for me just because I was zoning out because I started getting tired. <laughs> right, that's just because of yeah. what time it was. Right, right. That right. had nothing to do with the game right. itself. Um, but at one point you were like, "Well, all my guys are gonna go right here into Dante's Inferno anyway. That's just what I'm gonna do." And Tim, at one point, Tim was like, "Well, half of my guys have to go in there because <laughs> they're injured. <laughs> they're injured. Right. They're just so I mean, it made certain things went quicker when there yeah. wasn't a lot of analysis paralysis. What? what? Everybody take a That's drink. True. Yeah, I used a board game term. So, um, <laughs> so is there is there something we would we would maybe change or add to this game? Uh, more runners, Again, variety more runners, of runners, more runners, variety of maybe runners. a bit more gear, more gear, variety I agree. Of gear, more gear, more loot, and enhancements. Yeah, uh, on the on the unique on the unique version. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. there wasn't anything like really cyberware. Well, there was one. Yeah, it was like yes there was no. one face. Right. There was one. There wasn't decker. like yeah. There wasn't like wired reflexes or, or cyber like limbs that. or yeah. Tailored pheromones was in there, but that was yep. in gear. No, that was in the unique. Yeah, that, oh. was unique. that was like, that was the face. The one face right. augment. 
I'm like, I, I don't know how many comlinks actually are in there. It looked like six. Yeah, I think there was six. And six dermal plating. So not every character can get a comlink. A comlink. Yeah, so, not every character should have a comlink so, in Shadowrun. Yeah, but, but here's well. the thing. Here's, no, every character should have a comlink. <laughs> <Especially if it's laughs> kind of so, uh, yeah, comlink, I think, was probably the most OP Useful. thing yeah. in, yeah. Yeah. in that uh, thing, which I, I thought was, start out your game I thought was hilarious. Comlinks. Yeah, just go buy, buy all the comlinks. Just buy all the comlinks. <laughs> all right, all right. So this was us all geeking out and talking about Shadowrun Sprawl Ops, which is a board game by Callus Game Labs. It was a board game reviews from the Swarmcast. If you don't like it, I'm a come over and kick your tail. Tail. <laughs> Toast meant to say tail. Toast one. Why do you do that? Oh, yeah. Hey there, Toast. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good, yeah. Well, you know, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> so, hey. 2020 is just around the corner. It's um, coming up in January, so you know what that means. Our William Gibson vision of the future is coming? Well, um, I guess, but no, that's not quite what I was talking about. Oh, you're talking about Scarab's 10th anniversary! That's right, you <laughs> guessed it. Scarab's 10th year anniversary is coming right up in 2020. Awesome. And there's all sorts of big stuff that is going to be planned for this. Why? Here's just some of it. Let's listen. Hey everyone, this is Pete from Rage Quit Wire. We got an exciting announcement. January 18th and 19th of 2020, we're going to be running a Guild Ball tournament at the Scarab Gaming Convention in Columbia, South Carolina. It's going to be Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 4 p.m. It's either going to be one large tournament or two smaller tournaments, depending on size and attendance. It's going to be $100 prize support per 10 people. So the more we get signed up, the more swag we get. Trophies are going to be provided for the champion of the tournament, best painter, and sportsmanship. It's only $40 for the entire convention weekend. That's a special price for Guild Ball players. If you are interested in registering, email Pete at rage.quit.wire at gmail.com. Looking forward to having people sign up. And rolling some dice and throwing some salt. If you're interested in being a vendor or vendor space at Scarab 2020, please check out our website under our dealers and our download section for applications. We are now accepting them right now. In Scarab 2020, we're going to have the return of the Warhammer 40k tournaments. And we're also going to have, of course, the re the welcome return of Wormahords, as always. Some Battletech, those guys are always cool. And we're also going to be welcoming Guildball to the scene. So if you're into miniatures, come check out Scarab 2020. We're going to have all sorts of stuff going on. It's going to be great. Also, don't forget to check out Scarab on all of our social media outlets. They're on Facebook, Twitter... They're on Instagram. There's a, uh, there is a thing on there from YouTube, but uh, I think it's a little old, but they might be in the process of updating that. And of course, check out their website for the links to all of this at www.s-c-a-r-a-b.com. That's right, scared with a bunch of dashes in it. Ah. <sighs> well, everybody, the show's finally over.
That's it. You can go back to your normal life again, though it's probably never going to be the same. You can find the Swarmcast podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Tell us what you think. Heck, give us a good review on either iTunes and Tuned In, Stitcher. Heck, I think we're putting stuff out on YouTube now, if that's kind of your thing. Anyway, subscribe, like, whatever, all through those different guys. Or you can grab the RSS feed from our website, which is swarmcastpodcast.com. That's all one word. And you can also email us at swarmcastpodcast, again, one word, at gmail.com. Why not? Or you can leave us a message at area code 803-470-4439. And we'll probably play it on the air if you're lucky. Maybe. (laughs) So, until next time, keep on gaming. And when you think of toast, think of me. Music on the Swarmcast podcast is by iFightDragons at iFightDragons.com, MC Lars at MCLars.com, The Droids at DroidsMusic.Bandcamp.com. <laughs> <laughs>